Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome to Selk Grassroots. This is the Sunday League Show, episode 22. All the boys are at Selk Towers tonight. How are you doing, boys? All good. Whoop, whoop. Hello. We're here. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> um, on tonight's show, we'll have the Quota Municipal Review, uh, Westville Review, OBD SFL Review, and so on Sunday. Um, MMFC from the Quota Municipal uh, Division 1 are our guests. And we have the Quota Municipal League Challenge Cup, Chief League Cup. Yep. Yep. Quarter final draw. It already. The pigs are playing yep. the goats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll hear that. Later on in the show, um, Rog, as you're here, yeah, um, for the first time in a in a in a long time, I know. Uh, <coughs> day release, Gibbs day and release. Jamie. Do you want to introduce yourself to Roger? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not really, me. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the fixtures for yesterday, Sunday, the thirtieth of January. Um, a couple of postponed games yesterday. Sadly, um, teams unable to get a team out but we'll go through all the fixtures in the Michael Donovan Premier uh, Addiscombe Casuals get back to winning ways with a 4-0 win against Bosjam um, Bosjam beat PSG last week Rog so that's a that's a good result for the Casuals they, they, yep. they've they been in a bad uh, run for a couple of weeks so they'll be pleased with that yeah back to winning ways uh, 4-0 clean sheet uh, back amongst the goals chasing Bosjam down for that for that third spot um, yeah great result for them um I mean, they've not got much to play for now, but um, no. a bit of pride. Um, yeah. Uh, big shock in the Prem Division. Spartans played Quirden JFC. Um, we did we did say, is complacency going to set in with Spartans in the uh, Quirden Municipal competitions? And it definitely looks like it has yesterday. I mean, credit to Quirden JFC um, on a on a win 2-0 to Quirden. Uh, we, we suggested at the beginning of the season they are a good outfit. Yep. Um, but that's a real shock result. It is surprising. I think that Spartans' first league defeat in about two years, I think. Um, it's a fantastic result for JFC. I think they've been capable of this sort of result all season and I'm just gutted they've not made, made put up a real fight um, and challenged Spartans all the way. Um, but, yeah, I think Spartans can afford to sort of take their foot off the gas a little bit. Um, they are that clear of, 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 the, of their challenges. Um, JFC just playing for some pride. Um, yeah, fantastic result for them. I think I saw on the league table that <coughs> PSG have lost four or five games. Sorry if I made a mistake, but I think they've lost four or five games. So Spartans can obviously afford to lose a couple more and, yeah. and, and win the league. Exactly. Yeah, and I think I think that's it. They've they've just <coughs> they've, they've seen that PSG have played all the games now. Yeah, it's, it's, the title's virtually wrapped up. So you know like they've probably just gone out there and and um, too casual for their own good. To be fair. Uh, that's a lesson for them. They'll be back next week, no <coughs> doubt. Um, they're too good to to let one defeat ruin their season. Uh, in Division One, uh, we'll do these uh, in a strange order because I want to talk about your game, Roger, at the end. Yep. Um, Cobbs against MMFC. Uh, MMFC awarded tonight's um, guest <sighs> awarded the game. That's a shame. That's about the third time this season MMFC have been awarded awarded the three points. So. Um, I don't know if Amari's paying teams off to not turn up. That would be my guess. But um, yeah, um, looks like they're going to be handed the title um, by default rather than earning it. Uh, London Warriors and Sunderson JFC faced up against each other. One all, the result in a feisty affair. Yep, 
from 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 what I'm hearing, it was a, a it was a it was a very feisty encounter. Um, both teams were desperate for the win. Um, neither side could come out on top. Warriors seem to be experts, <coughs> uh, you know, at, at, at getting draws, and JFC can't seem to buy a win at the moment. No, they are struggling. It has to be said. Woodside can't capitalise on a good. Uh, result the other week, Rog. Um, they've lost 5 2 to Southside Blues. Um, Southside Blues, a bit like Quid and JFC, showing that they are a top side when they get their boys out. That, yeah, that's two, two weeks running now for them. Um, I think they beat JFC, uh, to JFC last week 3 1, um, and they've followed that up this week with a more impressive 5 2 win. Um, we said at the start of the season, if they can, and, and even last few weeks, if they can get, if they can get more than 11 out, then. They'll give they'll give teams a good good game and and and, and as we've seen a good going over um, so yeah they're, they're looking to finish the season strong Woodside's indifferent for indifferent form continues absolutely indifferent um, they'll be they'll be pissed off I think they're second or third in the table they're not doing too bad um, they've played a lot of games though compared to some of the teams in the division um, have, yeah. Southside Blues continue to impress as you say when they get their squad. Uh, well done, boys. In Division 2, Dynamo Duppers beat Kaizen 3-1. Good win for the Duppers. Um, KFC lost 3-2 to Union. Fantastic result for Union. Yeah, they was on the pitch next door to me. I think they went, I think they was behind once or once or twice they were behind in that game. So, um, yeah, um, they, they stuck out. They, they ground, ground out a win. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pleased for them. Jesse um, and the Union boys, uh, new side to the league. Um, got a lot of time for them. They seem like a good, good, good bunch of lads. Good set of players there, <coughs> and a great result for them. Very, very good result indeed. Um, sadly, the South Sea Wanderers and Addiscombe Corinthians game didn't go ahead. Um, yet to know what's going on with that one. And the South London Royals Gold Coaching game uh, didn't go ahead either. No. That's a real shame. Mm-hmm. Um, in Division Three, um, the best division. In Quad Municipal by a long way. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, FC twenty five three gold coaching reserves one. Just starting to sort of settle at the right time of the season. Gold coaching reserves. They're not getting tonked every week. No. Um, but against a good FC twenty five, um, we know on their day um, will trouble anyone in that division. Yeah. Um, gold coaching making a good account of themselves. Yeah, um, they've 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 not had the the the, the best of, of first seasons in the Croydon League. Um, but they are they are starting to starting to sort of shut up shop a little bit. They're not they're not shipping in the goals that they were at the start of the season. Um, you know, first seasons, um, especially as a reserve team, can can be quite difficult. Um, I think they're starting to ad- adapt to it now. Um, hopefully, they can they can, they can pick up some some results in, in the second half of the season and finish off finish off well. Uh, Santola beat Croydon United seven one. Uh, unexpected. A result for Santola. They score goals. Uh, Souls uh, lost 3-2 to Surrey Park Rangers. A good account of themselves made by Souls, but Surrey Park Rangers doing what they do uh, and scoring a hatful of goals and winning. Yep. Well done, boys. Uh, South London Royals reserves win 5-0 mm. against Chelsea Athletic reserves. Uh, John and the boys carry on uh, looking good this season. Uh, a real good outside bet for uh, promotion. Yep. Uh, and Fulton Heath Rangers lose... 3-1 to the mighty Addington United. Yeah. Uh, Rod, your game? Yep. Against <coughs> Huxley Guards, obviously, the basement boys. I think the bottom two going into the day. It was, yeah. It <laughs> so was. a bit of a basement <laughs> a basement battle yesterday. How did you get on yesterday? Um, yeah, I mean, we got the win. Um, we won 2-0. It was, it was a scrappy game. Um, 
started off, um, you know, it was there wasn't really much good play um, about, and then we made a change. Um, made a change, a false change in the first half. Brought, brought Alan Lucas on, friend of the show. Yep. Brought him on, and, and then we we started to sort of started to get the ball up to him, and he and with his with his good hold up play, we started to sort of get hold of the game a bit more. Um, I like that, Roger, friend of the show. I like that. He is a friend of the yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did you play? No, no I didn't. No, I'm not registered. <laughs> How was the goalkeeper this week? He did his job then. Pulled off a worldy save, to be fair. A really good save. Um, <laughs> at, I think, I don't know if it was at nil nil. Their striker went through on goal, um, one on one, and you know, it was tried to bend it over the goalie instead of probably smashing it in, but the goalie pulled off a good save. Um, second half, we switched around again, moved down and back into midfield. Try and get on the ball and start sort of pulling the strings, and he did exactly that. Uh, we went one nil up um, soon after half time, um, and then we scored um, a scrappy second goal. It was a, I think the goalie fumbled it, and our striker was on hand to tap it in. Um, and then in the final ten minutes, they had a penalty um, to sort of give it a good go of it, but they missed that. Their, their yeah. player hit it over the bar. Uh, and we got to make the keeper make a save from a penalty. Yeah, it was a it was a poor penalty, and I and I wouldn't say they were on top, but they started to sort of come at us a bit more at that, at that point. And I think they would have scored that, um, you know, that I think, squeaky bum. Yeah, exactly. But they missed, and 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 we held on to the win. I said it wasn't it wasn't a great performance by us, but we got the three points, and this is exactly what we need at the moment. Rog, we ain't seen you in a while. Yeah, and I've just noticed. Have you joined the Blazing Squad? I have. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, <laughs> you've, you've got a woolly out on. You've got. An, an earring in. You've got a, earring you've in. got a tattoo on your arm, on your hand, and you're wearing an Adidas tracksuit, and you've got your fake Roly blinging out. Is that how it's rolling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't come here to be. A... <laughs> I'm not just that. He's missed you. He's like a gangster. You. Where's Wally? <laughs> Where's Willie? <laughs> the games of the week, the results of the week uh, from these fixtures were um, Spartans two 0 loss to Quid and JFC. Uh, big surprise loss in the Prem Division. Um, Woodside's 5-2 defeat against uh, Southside Blues. Well done to Southside Blues. Uh, Dunham Duppers 3-1 against Kaizen. Very good result. We know the Duppers on their day um, are a good side. And Santola beating Croydon United 7-1. Uh, yeah. Dominant big win for the Santola boys. Yeah. Um, all results deserving of it. I mean, there's probably one or two more that may have sneaked in, but it's what it is. If, you don't, if you're not happy, then... Do one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on the other side for the cup draw. I'll be back. So now for the Southern Sunday section with Graham. Graham, how are you doing? Hello, hello. Yeah, not too bad, Andrew. Um, a bit better than how you sound at the moment, mate. Yeah, I've I beat COVID. I uh, I'm a COVID survivor, but now I've got a chest infection, which is a hundred times worse than COVID ever was. The variant I had, anyway. Oh well, yeah. hopefully you're taking something for it, and um, we'll see you on the pitches next weekend when you yeah. make your Southern Sunday debut. I understand. Yeah, my Southern Sunday debut uh, in the swag, uh, Southwest Rangers fixture. We'll get to that um, in our um, games of the week section because. Um, nice, nice of Graham to pick that one as my uh, as one of our games, and it's the game I'll be refereeing uh, next week. Anyway, no pressure, no pressure. Um, the Prem yesterday, uh, the thirtieth of January, um, Southwest Rangers four, Albion one, uh, Westminster Wanderers 
lose again, 1-0 this time to Wimbledon Town. Um, and that's the double for Wimbledon Town over Westminster Wanderers this season in the league, isn't it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. And uh, they beat them in the Frank Blundstone Cup as well. So, um, Not looking no, good for Westminster. No, actually, no, Westminster beat them, actually, funny enough. No, right earlier on in the season, Westminster beat them 3-2 in a tight game. So it's one win each, but Wimbledon have got the Frank Blundstone. So it's 2-1 oh, overall. I remember them playing each other recently. Yeah. Uh, it's not looking good for Westminster at the minute. No, they're in absolute freefall. Um, uh, the thing is, looking behind them, there's only Albion that, that are bottom, and Albion are not getting any wins either. So Albion have got three games in hand. I think they're six points behind. Albion have got to put the wins on board, on the board, but they've yeah. only got one win in eight. So I, I'd rather be in Westminster's position in some regards to have all, have the sort of 10 points on the board. But if Albion come up with the business, then, yeah, I mean, that would be huge if either one of those two clubs got relegated from the Premier Division, that would be quite significant, I think. In the Tony Hilton Championship, oh, and a big win for Southwest Rangers, who, uh, Grant, I'm guessing that result resembles a little bit more uh, like their title-winning season. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, they're, they're a good side. They're, they're no mugs. Make absolutely no doubt about it. And they're more than a match for anybody in this league on their day. Um, I'm not quite sure why it's so inconsistent for them this year four wins and four losses mm. that that's very un-Southwest Rangers like but this is a funny old season isn't it I mean who knows winning the title is the hard is is tough but retaining it is the toughest uh, and perhaps they're finding themselves as the the reigning champions of the Prem division that they're there to be shot down um, each and every week who knows in the Daniel Eldridge Championship South London Giants lose 5-1 to Lazio um, and Wheatsheaf win 2-1 against Inform Cosmos. Oh. Wheatsheaf now Inform themselves uh, <laughs> and Lazio continue their steady season in the championship. Yeah, someone was asking me about Lazio the other day and they, they thought it would be Cosmos that would essentially get the second place behind Sporting and I'd, I'd sort of made a bit more of a case for Lazio really um, certainly from what I've seen this season but it's going to go to the wire without yeah. a doubt but uh, with that Cosmos defeat and with that Lazio win that just gives Lazio that little bit of breathing space there at the top so um, yeah that one's going to run and run. Absolutely Cosmos have been in fantastic form recently uh, and Wheatsheaf um yeah, they are now in form, aren't they? Back-to-back wins. Yeah, dodgy start for them. But uh, yeah, look in the business now. Back-to-back wins. So yeah, I mean, actually, if you were one of the top teams now and you've got Wheatsheath coming up, you're thinking to yourself, okay, two weeks ago, that was a bit of a gimme. Now you're all of a sudden looking at thinking, well, hang on, the back-to-back wins for them. Goals being scored, got confidence, clean sheet last week. That's a slippy game now. You wouldn't want yeah. to play them, would you? Absolutely not. Uh, in a Bob Dixon League 1, uh, Barking Mad 2, Chiswick 1. Uh, poor old Chiswick uh, continue to struggle. Kudos, uh, Athletic first, travelled to the London Hibs uh, and the Hibs got a point uh, against a good Kudos team. That's a good point for the London Hibs, boys. It's a good point, but it's a good point on paper, but in the overall context of their season, a point when you're down at the bottom, a point is actually no good to them. They're, no. they're, they're five adrift. You have to start putting wins together at some point. I know they're playing against the team that's second in the league and on paper, a point is a good result. But in the overall context of the season, the games are just running out for them now and it, it, it does look like they're going to get relegated to League Two. Sadly, uh, three all. Uh, no no um, disgrace to themselves on Sunday, but as uh, Graham correctly says, 
Um, they need to get the wins on the board now. Putney Pacers win two one. Yeah, that just rubs Brixton the salt Town. into the wounds, doesn't it? Yeah, they're getting they're getting cut off now, aren't they? Because you're gonna you're gonna come off of that and thinking, hang on a minute, we played the team second in the league here. We've got a free all draw. That's a great point. And then you look at Putney Pacers and it's like, oh dear, they've now climbed out the bottom two, and now they've put sort of five points gap between us. Yeah. They've got one game in hand, London Hibs. Five points. They have to win that game in hand. So it'll be interesting um, to see whether they can come up with it. Draws. They've been getting draws, just not wins. And draws are not good enough at the bottom. Not good enough. League two. Uh, Sporting Crabs two all against Club Football Val. In tribute to the great man himself, Sporting Crabs and Club Football Val share a Desmond. Um, and that result probably not helping either of those clubs either, particularly. No, Crabs again, one win and one draw from the 11 games, nine losses. They're really struggling. I'd say from their perspective, with Norton's results, and Norton have been in free fall for quite a little while, they're not completely cut off from that third from bottom spot. But anything sort of from Buble seven upwards, um, they're not going to catch them. They've almost got double points. They're up to 14. So... Yeah, it's between Norton, Ribblesdale and Crabs there. Two from three are going to go down. Uh, talking about Norton, uh, after a tough few weeks for the Sellers boys um, in cup competitions, um, they returned to League Two. And uh, let's just say it was comfortable. They win 10-0 against struggling Norton, Graham. Uh, I mean, that a 10-0 is probably as easy to predict as, as ever in this one. Well, I don't think from the discussions that I had with Selhurst last night, I don't think that fully tells the story. I think Norton were already sort of struggling, I think started with 11 and I think they lost players to injury and didn't have replacements. So I'm not even convinced. I'm not even convinced they finished with 11 on the field because of injuries. But nonetheless, for Selhurst to go and win 10-0 and not even to make the result of the week tells you an awful lot, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's an unfortunate thing, but these wins for Selhurst and Sporting Continental in league, in league um, form, that's not going to get them result of the week. Sadly, because these results and these big wins have become regular place, so they'll need to beat teams above them uh, in the leagues to get into results of the week. Sadly, uh, in League Three, Harbert Rovers, um, after a fantastic um, couple of weeks or season so far in League Three, they fall to Wandsworth Warriors three two to Warriors. Um, they obviously showed lots of fighting spirit yesterday. I think we were all shocked by that yesterday. I think, you know, you're right with the likes of Sellhurst and Sporting Continental and Harbert Rovers and Rosendale and all the other teams who are putting these unbelievable win, winning runs together. Um, I was shocked at that yesterday, but I, I think I have said in previous weeks on the podcast, Andrew, that, you know, once with Warriors this year, they're having one of their best seasons they've had for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, they are there. They're getting points off of the other teams and, yeah. uh, they're no mugs. So, yeah, I mean, that just it opens it up. Give, it gives Hampton Terriers a little bit of a squeak now. Um, but, yeah, let it go to the end game. That's, and I think they've still got to play each other again, those two. So let it, let's see if we can let it go as long as we can without yeah. fixture in that game. It would be quite good to leave it near the end. But it's not always possible, but we'll try. <laughs> Once off Warriors have a good win. Well done, boys. Ellsfield one, Dara FC firsts two. Good win for the Dara lads. Uh, South London All-Stars lose 5-1 to Park Life B. Um, and they've shut us right up, as I said on social media <laughs> last night, Graham. Uh, the Clapham Chiefs travelled to Westminster Wanderers Reserves. They've scored three in a game. 
Amazing from the Crapping Chiefs boys. Three. I don't think they quite got the joke at first, no, and then I think the penny. They must dropped, not listen. <laughs> the, the penny then dropped. Uh, yeah, three nil, and the clean sheet to go with it as well. And you know, if you're you're, we'll come on to next week's fixtures later. But if you're Harbert Rovers, um, yeah, you're not fancying that game next week. I tell you. No, and I mean you've always said from the start of the uh, coverage with the podcast that Clapham Chiefs are a decent side. So um, three nil uh, against. Again, a struggling of late Westminster Wanderers reserves. Uh, just rewards for Clapham Chiefs of going about their business nice and quietly and honestly um, by the sounds of it. Well done, Absolutely. Lads. And a big win for Park Life B against South London All-Stars. Yeah, special mention for them. They're having probably one of their best seasons they've had for a long time. I think that's... Um... Uh, four straight wins, I think, in the league. I can't ever remember their B team ever doing that since they've been with us, to be honest. So, yeah, well done to Guy Hanna there and uh, all the lads at Park Life B. Well done, fellas. Uh, in League Four, QNT Gabi lost 2-0 to top deck. Uh, Parthenope and Magpie recruitment squared up and Magpie with a dominant win. Um, getting a 4-1 win from their social media. Um, they said the performance didn't warrant a win, but they've, they've nicked it, a 4-1 win. Uh, that's championship stuff, isn't it? When you can play badly uh, and moan about it on social media, but get a 4-1 win. So I think that was interesting because Parthenope played Banstead Eagles the week before in the Surrey Cup. And that was quite a convincing win on paper. But actually Banstead came out and said, you know, we were quite fortunate to get the win here today. Parthenope, you know, they hit the woodwork a couple of times. There, no mugs. It sounds like the Magpie sort of game was bit of a replica yeah. of, of the week before so not quite sure why it's not going so well for the path and Oakland. it sounds like they're putting in performances but just not getting maybe the rub of the green so maybe they need one to go in off of someone's backside or a little bit of luck um as for magpie on the flip side of it perfect um sort of response um to what they needed essentially um from sort of merton's recent results you know they put another three points on the board and you know still unbeaten after nine games so that they are there or thereabouts and you know they must be really looking at that now thinking yeah we can't lose this they will just want wins now they don't they won't care how they come about they'll just want wins and uh, that's that's the main thing in football anyway um league five st matthew's project firsts draw nil nil the rarest of sunday league results nil nil with ballon badgers um, I bet that was a boring, a boring. That game. does nothing for either side. That's just two teams <laughs> in the middle. They're not yeah. going up. They're not going down. That's um, yeah, nil nil. Strange scoreline in Sunday League football. That is uh, Newlands and Junction Elite seconds. Sadly, that game didn't make it to ninety minutes. Yeah, uh, we'll wish the player from Junction Elite who got an injury about five minutes into the second half. We'll wish him all the best. I know he was. Um, I know he was visiting a hospital last night, and he was discharged. I think quite late on, and uh, he'll be getting a bit of a follow-up. So that that game will be replayed at, at some point. But uh, we wish the player from Junction Elite who got the injury all the very best. Uh, in a weird, in a weird way, I'm always pleased to hear that it's not something involving a fight what the, I wouldn't talk to you about it Andrew if it was to be fair <laughs> no fair enough uh, in League 5 Sport in London 6 Painters Community 5 Sport in London's form coming out of nowhere uh, we found themselves rock bottom of the division um, not too long ago now, they've had a fantastic couple of months Graham and now they're arguably uh, in the chat for uh, some promotion some promotion uh, chance yeah, it's quite strange. Just before Christmas, you know, they lost to St. Matthews, they lost to Bluebirds and they lost to Westminster. Um, and, and I think they lost to Junction Elite as well. And you're just thinking, OK, they're not doing anything. 
Uh, they also lost, if you remember, I think they were Real Madrid's first conquered. Uh, they beat them for the first time. I think that was Real Madrid's first win. And then all of a sudden in 2022, I'm not sure what they've had for Christmas, but the results <laughs> have massively, massively turned around. I think it's three sort of straight wins, nine points on the um, on the board. And bang, all of a sudden they're up to sort of third place, five points off of second with a game in hand. And it just goes to show, you know, you put a run of results together in any of these divisions, three or four straight wins, coupled with another team going on a bit of a losing run, you can really swap places quite quickly. So they're up there now with with a chance of promotion. It's unbelievable turnaround. Fantastic for the South, uh, the Sporting London boys. Uh, not so good for painters. They'll be disappointed with that one. Uh, in League Six, uh, Poplar Rovers against London Ravens B. Big game. Um, this one was one of our... It's supposed to be one of our games of the week last week, wasn't it, Graham? Yes, Andrew. We'll not say any more about that, shall we? <laughs> uh, Poplar Rovers coming out with a 4-3 win. A big win for uh, Poplar Rovers against, arguably, one of their rivals uh, for honours this season. But Poplar Rovers really looking the business uh, in League Six at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they needed that, really, because that, that, just, that just puts London Ravens' uh, B team on the, um, on the sort of uh, under pressure in order to try and sort of turn the deficit round. I think London Ravens B were winning that game and I think they had a player sent off and I think that was a bit of the game changer and I think Poplar, I think, scored late on to get that win. I mean, psychologically, that's huge to get one over your nearest rivals. So, yeah, that that title race, you know, don't count out Argentina or UBLFC no. either. So, we'll see how that pans out in the coming weeks. On to Argentina. They travelled to Sporting South yesterday in the League Six fixture and the Argentina boys won 3-0. That is not over by any stretch of the imagination. They're actually now in the box seat, Argentina, because they've got the game in hand over London Ravens and they've got three games in hand over Poplar Rovers. So they're actually now, if they win the games in hand, Argentina, out of nowhere, really, they've been third for quite a little while. They're now in the box seat. Well done to the boys. Uh, In League Seven, uh, Olympic Mayonnaise, and uh, played Southwest Athletic and Southwest Athletic get a 5-2 win. Sadly, the losses for uh, Olympic Mayonnaise are, have been uh, more predictable than anything else, Graham. Yeah, the only thing I think I would say about them, Andrew, is that the other teams in and around them, other than maybe Barnstormers, who are picking up points, nobody else is really winning either. Um, so they're just outside the relegation zone at the moment on goal difference. Maybe it could be that tight by the end of the season and goal difference could decide of who stays up and who, who goes down. That'd be um, that'd be a story, wouldn't it? It would. Peck and Cosmos and ACT Arantes shared a two-all draw. Uh, two teams who haven't really set the set the world alight this season. Uh, Sharon Desmond uh, in tribute to the man himself. And South City and AFC Putney 11. Um, South City coming out 3-2 winners. They've had some good wins this season. Yeah, it's good for them actually to get back to league form. They've been involved in um, a lot of cup action, both sort of domestically and in the County Cup. And they've got their London Cup quarterfinal um, next week against Clapham Common also from Southern Sunday. Um, good win that yesterday against a promotion rival. Um, just puts them four points clear now of Putney in sort of second and they've got uh, two games in hand. So I think barring a, a massive collapse, um, you know, I think they're going to be playing in a higher division next season. And I just want to flag, they've only conceded seven goals all season in the league, which I think is a phenomenal achievement. It's great. I mean, usually we see uh, Sunday league team score lots of goals. There's always goals in Sunday football, but never really tight 
at the back if we're if we're honest um on the whole so that's a good defensive unit there clearly uh in league eight Pimlico Penguins lose 4-2 to Bellum and Clapham Albion having a good little run at the moment them and Dara FC reserves and St Matthew's Project B draw seven all what a game Oh, I couldn't believe this when I saw this. I thought it was a mistake. I absolutely thought it was a mistake. That was just an extraordinary, extraordinary result. Um, I, I think he put up something, the St. Matthews manager last night, he put something on um, put something on Twitter. He said, Saturday evening, they had 14 players confirmed. Sunday morning, they started the game and finished the game. They only had nine players, Andrew, for the whole game. Oh my God. And they drew 7-7 against a team that had 11 players. So, I mean, that's just an unbelievable achievement. Yeah, well done. That's a great point uh, for the St. Matthews Project B uh, team. Well done to them. Uh, East Putney and Junction Leap Fulfs, uh played each other. East Putney come away with a 3-1 win. Uh, undoubtedly, the big game in League 8 yesterday, Graham, was the Mundial B versus Rosendale sports Oof. game. Um, Rosendale runaway leaders um, before the, the thing yes before the game yesterday unbeaten in the league. Mundial B though have been catching the eye uh, with a good run of form themselves. They put Rosendale to the sword five one to Mundial B. You've been talking Mundial up for a little while now, Graham, and that's really showing the pedigree. And they will challenge Rosendale now at the top of that table. Oh, they've they've absolutely delivered. I don't think there's any doubt about it. They. Um... They were going under a lot of people's radar, but they certainly didn't go under my radar. I've been, as you say, bigging them up for quite a few weeks in terms of some of the results that they've been getting. But uh, we we come out with um, the comment, don't we, about statement of intent results. Yeah. I mean, that's a blockbuster. 5-1 is, is as comprehensive as you can get. And, you know, Rosendale have won eight from eight. You know, they're in the London Cup quarterfinal uh, as well next week. So... Rosendale are no mugs, but yeah, what a, what a title race we've now got between those two teams and then possibly Ballam and Clapham Albion, who are also having a good season, throwing their hat into the ring as well. So two from three um, to go up. Um, looking forward to seeing how that one pans out. Uh, uh, all these title races, just phenomenal in, in all these divisions. It's brilliant. Absolutely. League nine, uh, Brixistain one, Venezia Dons three, the Dons back. Uh, to winning ways uh, with a good win against Brixton State. They've not been going too badly themselves, so that's a big win yeah. for Venezia Dons. Uh, Junction League fifths uh, lose 2-0 to Old Ruts. Again, another team in form. Well, you're on League 10. 10 now. You're jumping. I have uh, Brixton State and Venezia Dons. Uh, this was two form, form sides meeting each other yesterday, uh, but Venezia Dons have looked, them, them and the Vauxhall Virgins have looked like the top teams in League 9. Yeah, Brixistain had got themselves in recent, uh, last couple of weeks, uh, got themselves up in sort of the top two area. And I think they were leading the division at one point. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you've got Venezia Dons there. Let's not count out Deportivo. You've got Vauxhall Virgins there. You've got Brixistain there. You've got Borussia Battersea there. And of course, we'll talk about them in a minute, but you can't talk out AFC Old Town either, who were sixth in the table with sort of three games in hand. So you've got probably sort of six teams there who are capable of, securing promotion so long may that one run as well it's it's very exciting these brilliant these brilliant lower divisions in the southern sunday don't take your eyes off them that's for sure uh and as i said junks league fifths they lose two nil to inform uh old ruts um who were nominated for result of the week with this one and i think they won result of the week last week did they not yes um good win good win i know junction elite have been struggling but yeah they've put 
they put nine wins out of 13 now. And all of a sudden, I know they've played some more games, but they've really put under, put the other teams, Southwest Lions and Masvida, they've now put them under pressure um, to say, well, OK, we've now got the points on the board. You've got to go, the game's in hand. You've got to go and win them. And, you know, that's where the pressure now goes on to those teams, as whereas they weren't under pressure beforehand. They were just getting the wins out and they've both stuttered in, in sort of recent weeks. So uh, well done to old ruts. And, you know, they're, they're enjoying their little place at the top of the table um, while St Andrews are sort of catching up on cup games. So uh, that'll be interesting. And those two teams play in the Dylan Rigobert next week. So I wonder whether old ruts is uh, good form will um, play any part in that game. Let's see. In the Donovan Thomas Cup, uh, we've got lots of cup fixtures now. In the Donovan Thomas Cup, uh, Hampton Terriers won 2 1 against AFC Mortlake, putting behind them their recent defeat to Harbour. Uh, and they are building a nice little run again. They they won last week, did they not? The Hampton Terriers lads, and they've won this week. So that's, that's two on the spin for them now, I believe. Yeah, they'll be very, very happy with them. Um, they'll be happy with that cup result for sure. Um, Mortlake, as I say, I, I've mentioned them on the podcast a couple of times. Um, you know, they're, they're more than capable, despite their league position, of taking something off of anybody, sort of any day of the week, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I was I was not surprised to see that, that that was quite tight, I have to say. But from a Hampton perspective, you know, they'd have been pleased to see the, the Harbert uh, result as well. And for them to have beaten Dara then last week and then to back it up with the, the win against Mortlake... Um, they look like they're back on track, Hampton. Fantastic response from the boys. That's the way to do it. Um, well done again. In a Frank Blundstone, uh, Batsy Dogs lost 3-0 to AFC Ballum. Uh, Swag drew 0-0 with AFC Putney. Um, disappointing point for, uh, disappointing result for uh, Swag. Be back to uh, Southern Sunday um, proceedings. Um, they would have expected to take take the win there. I don't know. When you get these premier teams, I mean, partly been around a long time, you get these sort of big premier teams that go up against each other. It sounded like to me it was two teams that just cancelled each other out. Um, partly actually ended up, they won the shootout 4-3, so they got the bonus point. Uh, we've got to make a decision as a committee on Tuesday night with regards to uh, an abandoned game between Swag and Wimbledon Town before Christmas. And the outcome of that essentially will decide if who qualifies for the, the quarterfinal. But Wimbledon are through no matter what, and then it'll either be Swag or Putney. So um, no pressure on our committee to make that call. <laughs> what a terrible decision to have to make. But um, if the games are abandoned, then that's what happens. You put the result in someone else's hands. Uh, in the Ken Bailey, uh, Ken Bailey Cup, Real Dundonald won 3-0 against AFC South London. Uh, say AFC South London, just struggling a bit of late, not, not the same team they were earlier in the season. Um, it's a, a, a bad, a, for their standards, that's a bad loss. Yeah, you'll remember I refereed the game a couple of weeks ago uh, where they played Northcote Rangers in the Lipton Cup and they were a bit fortunate to get the win on that occasion. It was a fantastic goal and I said to you, you know, the performance really wasn't there to support kind of where they were in the league and, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, Real Dundonald have put together an unbelievable run of results. Yeah, they have. Um, and there, if you if you look at the league, you know, Wimbledon, Wolves, South London, Real, Dundonald, you've now got a three-horse race 
for this second place behind Sellhurst. And I just wonder with a South London, whether the pressure's just got to them a little bit and maybe their form will start to turn if they're doing the chasing rather than the ones to be chased. It'll be, it'll be um, interesting to see certainly how they react, but 3-0, no goals as well. I think they'll be, um, I think they'll be a bit worried about that. Ribblesdale Rovers lost 3-0 to QN Tiga firsts in the other Ken Bailey Cup game. Uh, we have the Marcus Lipson results now. Uh, Junction League thirds won 4-3 against Southside United. Uh, LMT lost 5-4 to Vauxhall Virgins. Vauxhall Virgins' good season continues. Yeah, it's a good upset, that one. Yeah, massive. And uh, to, uh, another good game, Locomotive Wimbledon lost 4-3 to AFC Old Town. All of their best results this season coming in the Cups without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, AFC Bluebirds lose 1-0 to West Norwood. Uh, speaking to Ryan about this result, he said they didn't know what to do at the final whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they did. Oh, I bet they did. That's <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that was good of him to say that. That's funny. Uh, Clapham Common lost 3-0 to Bath Old Boys United. Um, and the big game, one of our um, predictions last week, um, Junction Elite firsts winning 6-1 against Atletico Buble. I know there's a big difference between the two sides. 15 places, something like that. Junction Elite having a great season, sitting top of the first division. Uh, Atletico Buble sitting around the middle of Div 2, um, but still been in good form. So this was this was a good game to sort of analyse last week, but Junction Elite, Graham, showing that, you know, what a great side they are. 6-1, that's dominant against, against a decent team. Yeah, and they'll be looking at other results in the draw. And they'll be thinking, hang on a minute, we've got a shot at this Lipton Cup. And there's a possibility this year that that Lipton Cup could go to a non-Premier team. That would be unbelievable if that was the case. That'd be brilliant. We like to see the lower place teams doing well in the big cups where all the teams are mixed. Um, yeah, I think you said it last week. You know, you're not disrespecting the teams in the Premier Division, but we all like a cup upset. And yeah. we like to see different teams there. We like to just see something different in football. That's what that's what keeps us intrigued. That's what keeps it fresh, doesn't it? Exactly. Uh, London Ravens, first team, 1-3-0 against struggling uh, Clapham Wanderers. Unlucky to the Clapham lads. Uh, Rosendale Reserves making a good account of themselves. They've got... They've really struggled this season. No wins in the league or very few wins. They're certainly around the bottom of their table. They only lost 2-0 to Park Life um, firsts, which is a good, which is a good show for is a struggling it? side. No, That's not bad. I credit to them. I mean, it sounds like they've given it a good go and put up a good resistance. And yeah, I mean, we, we say it all the time, don't we, where they're, when they're higher placed teams essentially go to the, the lower division side. Um, you know, it's not about performance. It's not really about the... Uh, sort of the, the scoreline too much. You just got to get the result and get in there, get out and get through to the next round. And yeah, that they would have looked at that maybe and thinking that was a bit of an easy run. But yeah, 2-0, yeah. that's that's a, a close, close, close result. Yeah. Unlucky to Rosendale Sports Reserves and well done to Park Life because that could be, that could definitely have been a banana skin. It looks like it was um, for sure. Uh, what, what Rosendale Reserves are, League 10 or League 9? Yep. And, you know, again, when we look at the sort of Marcus Lips in it being kind of unseeded, it just goes to show, you know, lower division teams can compete with the Premier Division teams and it's football. It's 11 v 11. Every dog has its day. And there yep. are there is a thing called magic of the cup. We've seen it this season. It happens. Upsets happen. Mm -hmm. Well done to the lads. Uh, UBL CFC lost 2-1 to St Andrews at St Andrews. Made to work for that result yesterday. Um, they've been they've had it all their own way this season in the league, it must be said. Uh, but UBLCFC have proven to be 
good a good uh, strong unit themselves. Um, that's a that's a that's as close to St Andrews have come all year to to losing. I think what that does do, I think for St Andrews, it gives us a little bit of an indicator potentially about where the level they need to go to next season. So okay. we'll keep an eye on the we'll keep an eye on the cup results. But yeah, they they can't go up just one division or two divisions. They've got to go up quite significantly, and I think they know that as well. Uh, talk about shock cup results, uh, wow. perhaps Wimbledon Commoners four, Sporting Continental three. Uh, Hugo yesterday saying that he's having to sign players at the minute just to just to fill uh, match day squads and and all this. No no um, no arguments with the result. Um, they just weren't good enough yesterday, and perhaps this little bit of complacency is slipping in from the players. Perhaps not interested uh, Graham in in turning up and winning fives and sixes every week. Um, perhaps this is the this is where the gaffer um, earns his earns his um, earns his crust. I think you're right, but if I may, I, I get a bit frustrated when these results happen. And, you know, when you get a big upset in the Premier League or whatever, we always talk about the big team losing and we always seem to take the focus off of the, the team that's actually won the game. Correct. I'd like to give Wimbledon Commoners all the credit and actually, to be fair to Sporting Continental, I thought their tweet last night was absolute class and so respectful by saying, no excuses, we take it on the chin. Wimbledon Commoners were by far the better team. Then there was the banter going on because West Norwood have got Sporting next week. And they said, can you give us some intel sort of during the week? That's a brilliant <laughs> result for Wimbledon Commoners. Yeah, Do you is. know what? Let's pile on all the credit. Sporting are going to be in the Premier Division next season. We talk about them a lot on the podcast. Let's talk about Wimbledon Commoners. They've got a good chance of promotion up to the Championship themselves. They're having a really, really good season. And do you know what? Teams will now be looking out for them in the draw. And they think, well, hang on a minute. They've beaten Sporting Continental. They've got capabilities. We don't want to play Wimbledon Commoners. So let's give them all the credit and all the focus, I think. Correct. Correct. And uh, you were right to pull me up on my... my, my assumption there so thank you very much <laughs> but you understand the wider point yeah, yeah, you know yeah, if there's yeah, a yeah, cup yeah. upset it's it always like is the big the big, the big team must have cocked up rather than the, the lower place team having having a brilliant game and yeah you're right you're right i've fallen into that trap uh, wimbledon, <laughs> wolves, wimbledon wolves played merton athletic um, after a three-all draw the wolves went through four three on pens um merton athletic perhaps um with their eyes on the uh, league table, they've got a lot of work to do um, to outwit the Magpie recruitment lads. So perhaps they won't be too upset to be out of this cup. Oh, I mean, I think they'll be, first of all, pleased that they actually got the 3-3 draw in normal time, um, bearing in mind they're playing against a team who was in second place just behind Sellers, two divisions above, and they've got a chance of playing sort of um, League One football next season. Um, yeah, once it goes to penalties, it can go one way or the other. You know, we'd be talking about Merton and saying that's a really good cup upset if it had gone that way, but unfortunately it didn't. And, you know, Wimbledon Wolves, they're another team like Wimbledon Commoners. They're, you know, they're sticky. You you won't want to play them in the in the next round. They are, again, a team that are capable of beating any team on their day. So congratulations to Wimbledon Wolves. They've they've survived the, the shock upset and um, they booked their place in the next round, which is job done. Well done, lads. Uh, some Dylan Rigobert trophy games now, four games. Uh, which sees the uh, results out. South London Pekin lose 3-0 to Masvida. Masvida, impressive um, first season in the Southern Sunday continues, looking like a real good team. SW Lions lose 3-0 to Deportivo La Calruña. 
another impressive side. Uh, Clapham Athletic and Club International de Football Clapham. A Clapham derby in the cup. Two all after full time. Clapham Athletic taking it 5-4 on penalties. Uh, we like a nice derby fixture. Absolutely. We've got too many Ballums and too many Claphams, too many Putneys. Um, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big result uh, as in the last fixture. Renegades who have had a really tough season, a uh, struggling year. Um, they get a win on penalties yesterday after three all draw with Larkhall City. Um, they win four three on penalties, Graham. Yeah, and I, I want to give them a bit of a, a shout out and I want to give... Um... Top deck a bit of a shout out. So those two teams contacted me during the week and they said that, you know, they were struggling with sort of squads and COVID issues and, you know, they were looking to get the games postponed. But actually both of them actually got wins yesterday. Top deck 2-0 at Q and that Renegades win. So it just goes to show, um, have a little bit more faith in yourselves. If you think you're struggling with your team or your squad, um, as long as you get your 11 out, you never know what's going to happen on the day. And both of those two teams who said they were struggling have both come out with really, really good wins yesterday. So thank you for playing the game. Thank you for giving us football and thank you for giving us the results. And I hope you enjoy them. You deserve it. Congratulations. What a sweet feeling those wins will feel for both of those teams after after struggling. That's That must feel amazing. Right. So the games of the week for our poll that went out on um, social media yesterday, yesterday evening, Sunday, at the time of recording. Um, the Marcus Lipton Cup game, Locomotive Wimbledon's 4-3 uh, loss to AFC Old Town. Old Town, they have had some brilliant cup wins this season, Graham. Yeah, that's League 9 against League 3. So that was that was actually my fixture yesterday afternoon. Uh, it was 1-0 to, um, to Old Town, Locomotive got it to 1-1, uh, 2-1, then went quickly 3-1 up. Uh, 15 minutes to go, 3-2. 90th minute, 3-3. Three, three, and then a uh, penalty for Old Town in the 94th minute. One of them ones as a referee where you just look at it and you think, well, it doesn't matter what time of the game it is. This could be a decider. If you're 100% sure, you've got to give it. So pointed to the spot and the penalty was dispatched beautifully into the bottom corner. And yeah, Leak. League four, Locomotive Wimbledon, who are third out to a League nine team. So it's an upset for Old Town every single round. Uh, Wimbledon Commoners four, Sporting Continental three made it. Congrats to the Commoners. Um, amazing result. Uh, in League three, Harbert Rovers' uh, unbeaten streak comes to an end against Wandsworth Warriors 3-2 to Wandsworth. Well done, lads. And in League five, the Sporting London result against Painters Community 6-5 to the Sporting London boys makes the cut not too tricky to pick those this week no not too tricky um I, I thought it was going to be more tricky on the face of it but actually i think if you're coming out with the if you've got a week and we've said this before if you've if you've got a week where there's a lot of cup games which you know we've had as we're sort of catching the cups up if you pull off any sort of shock or our upset then inevitably you're going to be there or thereabouts um, we could have thrown in Junction Elite third team. You could yeah. have thrown in Vauxhall Virgins. Um, both very impressive results. But uh, I think the ones that made the cut, I think um, nobody will complain. And I think they were all all worthy mentions, I think. Hope you know complaints. Graham, I'll see you on the other side for the games of the weekend, the predictions. Cheers, mate. So... Now for the Westfar fixtures uh, for the best Sunday league about. 
<laughs> it's better than the farmyard. Fucking hell. That's up for debate. They cancel games when they got grass. They're just like what playing is, in mud. What is the best Sunday league? Let's have a chat. What is the best Sunday league we cover on the show? Is it the Southern it's, Sunday? It's West Southern it? Sunday. Based in what respect? <laughs> well, exactly. I think different aspects. I think the biggest, the Southern Sunday. I would say the I'll, base standard wise is Openton, in my opinion. Standard maybe a football in the top league, I'd say probably is Openton and Bromley. Yeah. I'd say best committee is West Fire. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't agree with that. Um, <laughs> for the record, <laughs> Roger is shaking his head. For Bantas, Croydon. Yeah, for banter. Have you seen some of our yeah. football? It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, for <laughs> banter, it has to, for, for banter, it has to be Cronin. The Met League is successful league as well. Obviously, we don't cover it. Yeah, they do well in county cups. They do well in county cups. They do do. They've got some good teams in the Croydon top league. I think other than that, the uh, the two divisions they've got, below, three divisions they've got below that. I'm not sure the standard of football is um, like anything, but I don't know. I'm kind of digging myself an hole here, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think their top division's got some very good teams in. I you, think see, you can see that about all the leagues, well. yeah. yeah, but I'd, I'd say all point on Bromley for the, the the prem is the top one, or is that the senior? senior. senior. Is it, yeah, yeah, that yeah. I think. I think the standard of football and the teams you got. I in think that's unanimous. I also think that there'll be teams from Division Two, for example, in every league. If you you t- take the top half and put them in one division, it'd be really competitive and really close. Yeah. I think maybe I think Oppington might edge it because I think they've got more better teams in those lower divisions if that makes sense I think the, the gap between the top and the bottom in those divisions isn't as high yeah Can't I'd say, say probably Westfire's got the best committee and, and it's it's probably more accessible to teams Westfire approachable I'd say yeah good word right, so we, speak no, to us what's, what's, your, what's your opinion you well, been Sunday league you, you well, speak like, to committees more than most I like all of them I like all the leagues Um, as you say the Openton and Bromley has got that thing about it in the senior division Um whether that's the true Sunday league experience for some people um, older question. people might not might not think oh, that oh do you mean because of the, maybe the level of Saturday players playing in there yeah it's the from what I've seen on the uh, Quirda Municipal it, it's Sunday it's Sunday league football the Spart- Spartans were a good football inside as to be said with lots of um, with semi-pro footballers throughout but for me it's a good experience for Sunday football I've had no I've had games with no issue uh, Westfar everyone knows that I love Westfar um, again I think that's very Sunday league in the bottom in below the, the Prem division I think it's very Sunday league which is good I mean I'm, I say that as a good thing it's all opinions mate uh, Albington and Bromley to like below below the senior I think you can enjoy yourself in most games I think the intensity in the senior division <coughs> might be too much for some people um yeah, that's it. That's not really an answer, though, is it? No, he, <laughs> he kind of skated round it. I was like, "There were more friends." We've got a short record. I won't give a definitive answer because I think it's all every league. Mate, refs are in de- refs are in demand. They ain't gonna bin you off, though. <laughs> 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 Doing my first Southern Sunday game this week, of course. Are oh, you? Yeah. Uh, so Westfer results. Uh, Meridian lost to Mildeen three one. <laughs> Mildeen resurgent. They won last week, I think, against Spring Hill. Yeah, two uh, on the bounce for them now. Two on the bounce for Mildeen. A bit more like the Mildeen we're used to seeing over the years. Uh, well done, boys. Uh, Meridian season petering out. It hasn't really got started for them this season, has it? Which is quite a shock considering how they was last season. Yeah. Um, and the intensity and the the games they was winning last yeah. year. I thought, I, I know it might be hard. They might have lost players, and it's no 
reflection. I'm not having a dig, but I thought they would maybe have given a, a stronger account of themselves in that league uh, so far. I think so. Uh, they'll be disappointed, but I suppose they'll go again next year. Um, I guess uh, the summer uh, brings changes to most teams. So they'll, they'll reset and go again. Um, Spring Hill lost 2-1 to Bulltarks. Tight game, that. They tight the ting. They did talk. They're starting to talk the ting. Against the <laughs> against everyone else except the top boys, I can see Bulltarks being dominant. That's closer than I would have expected that result to be, though, to be fair. Um, I would have thought they would have been comfortable against Spring Hill, but obviously... Uh, not quite as dominant as we as we expected them to be. In the senior, Barnhurst and Northern Eagles uh, shared, um, how much is that? 11 goals, 7-4 to I never um, knew you were good at maths. <laughs> I'm not. Um, yeah, Barnhurst <laughs> winning 7-4, uh, but Northern Eagles now lost two games um, on the spin. Luke Coleman got six yesterday. And he scored nine goal as well, didn't he? Oh, did he? I, I know he took two match balls home because he, he gets them to sign it, doesn't he? And he takes the balls home. Um, but I was talking to I saw Steve and the Barnhurst lads at uh, Meridian yesterday afternoon and although they won they were still a little bit disappointed in their performance um, which is a sign of the, uh, good things for them at the minute because they've gone to four at the back they're winning games and um, they're, still, they're still a match for anyone do you know yeah I mean? they, they are and, I mean if you can be upset at winning and not playing quite so well it's better than not winning and playing not so well So they had a lot of praise for the referee Darren um I don't remember the guy's surname, but Darren, they said he controlled the game really well, kept his cards in his pocket and um, spoke to people, um, called the game fair. Well done, Darren. Uh, in Division 1, Footscray Lions lose 2-1 to the Bandits. The Bandits with a good win uh, after some um, <gasps> some negative results for them. Uh, uh, Footscray Lions uh, not quite at it this season. Uh, Metro Massive lose 4-3 to Crayford Arrows. Crayford Arrows continue their push for senior football next season. Um, in Division 2, Orpington Eagles draw 5-all. Draw, uh, draw that was playing Rush Keepers, I heard. Rush Keepers, by the sound <laughs> of it. Uh, junior Reds, um, Athletic, 5-all. What a mad result. Uh, Orpington Eagles, social media saying, felt like two points dropped, that one. Yes, it did, I believe. Uh, it's probably a game that they've, they've won before, and they probably thought they was going to go out and get the three points in that one. So, um, I mean, to concede five goals, though, I think it was a, a day for defences. It wasn't a day for defences yesterday for Beaver team. Definitely. It definitely weren't in my game. We'll get to that later. Um, Duchess of Kent lost 3-1 to Borden Sports. Ooh, then... I've got a little match report for this one. Yeah, go on, mate. All right. Quality performance today, mate. Was 1-0 down at half-time. This is from Borden Sports Westford. They was 1-0 down at half-time. Uh, totally against the runner play. We caught. Uh, we got caught on the counter-attack. They, on, uh, they only had one shot the whole game. We dominated and missed a handful of chances. Team spirit kept us going and we levelled on 79 minutes when we got two quick goals and in the 85th and 87th minute to win 3-1. Solid performance takes us top. Oi, oi. Who is that? Who wrote that report? That comes from Jimmy, the goalkeeper at Borden Sports Westford. Get him involved in the podcast. What's a match report? <laughs> you love it, don't you? You love to see it. Do you know what I mean? That is great. That's passion. That's why we love Sunday football. Thank you very much for your match report. Um, in Div 4, Kingsford... 1-4-1 against the Beacons. Um, their, their light is almost out now, Beacons, surely. Um, every year, they looked a bit better at the beginning of the season, but every year it peters out, doesn't it? And they always have a, a decent patch where they, it looks like it's flickering and then it's power cut again. <laughs> it is a power cut. Uh, SE Maroon win 4-2 against Bexley Heath. Bexley Heath can't capitalise on a good um, win against um, Barnurst in recent weeks. Uh, back to league action for them and they get turned over 
by the Southeast Maroon boys. Well done to Maroon. Um, Spring Hill Reserves with Chris Elliott back at the helm. You could definitely tell that geezer was there yesterday. 3-0 to the Spartans yesterday. We've not even scored a goal. He's, uh, he's the attacking coach, isn't he? <laughs> and defensive coach mate he's all round coach he's water boy he's fucking he's just to blame Elliot out go on Elliot out get him out uh, Division 5 uh, the 69ers win 3-2 against South London Athletic that's um, a real good result for them yeah, and for me good. it is a good one for you you play South London Athletic next week this week we do um, looking to capitalise make put, put South London Athletic essentially out of the title race with another loss oh. Uh, Division uh, un- 6 Underdogs mate Underdogs They're the, <laughs> the favourites In this one uh, No Life Played uh, Peckham Riot A Gibbs you were there For this one 5 nil to, to the Riot A It was a uh, nil-nil Half time um, Second half Steve changed a few things And um, New Life had a goal Disallowed for offside uh, First five minutes Of the second half And then uh, Once the first goal Kind of went in For the um, For the A team They um, They just went down. They, yeah, they just kind of dominated. Um, Ross scored a really good goal. Ba Baraka um, uh, cut inside place. and uh, bent one <laughs> top <laughs> top bins. It was just um, they scored some really good goals. Uh, Breen scored scored a penalty. Sam was uh, assisting goals, okay. and um, I'm not sure, but the uh, the new life keepers are he's an angry guy. <laughs> he's an angry guy. Uh, I'm not sure if five goals helps him, but yeah, he's a he was he's just a very he was very angry during the game, but. Um, Full credit to him for staying on. Uh, good result for Peckham A. In re- what has really been a the, their best season really as a as a collective of players from uh, Spitfires to, um, to Sporting Club Thamesmead Spitfires. They've seemed to have settled at Peckham A now uh, and had a good year. Well done, boys. So uh, Steve's doing a great job there. Footscray Lions Vets win 7-0 against Our Ladies Seniors. Div 6, um, really, Footscray Vets. Scoring a shitload of goals, it has to be said. Uh, Alberton Athletic lose 3-1 to Lewisham Tamils. And the Tamils with two wins on the bounce. Um, Alberton Athletic rooted to the bottom of the table. Nice, nice lads of the Tamils. We met them in pre-season, yeah, they didn't are. we? Good lads, good lads. Lovely. Um, Villacourt won 3-1 against Chimera. Um, that game was next to mine yesterday at, at um, Crofton at Albion. Uh, nice to see all the Villacourt boys. Uh, really nice kit. They've got a, a lovely kit, has to be said. Um, Chimera losing they've got a nice kit as well um, Villacourt top of the table uh, looking like back to back promotions for them uh, for next season they should they be still playing. got to play um, uh, Footscray Vets twice in the league oh have they yeah they've not played each other yet that'll be interesting that'll, that'll be interesting uh, Division 7 the best division in Westford the fifth best division <laughs> uh, the Bourne losing 8-0 to Fleet Down United come on a Bourne um at the beginning of the season Gibbs of course said they sound good um, they've been the opposite of that <laughs> Fleet Down United they sound good I didn't say they play good Fleet Down United after Christmas um, have been in decent form uh, with good wins against the Peoples and a big win yesterday they got the Mac back after Christmas didn't they yeah uh, Avery Hill draw two all with Newcross Rovers reserves a Desmond there would you yeah. see that as two points a drop for either side because both sides have been doing relatively well Avery Hill are challenging the Peoples and Newcross have just come off the back of beating the Peoples at the top of the league. So, <coughs> either side could have really done with a win there. That result probably favours the Peoples more. Well, factored in with the Peoples winning 6-3 against Bexley Village Vets yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, a point, a point no good for either team there. Um, the Peoples capitalising on their rivals playing each other yesterday with a good win against the Bexley Village Vets. Lads, 
Um, Sid Cup played into cross and Sid Cup winning 4-2. Another club along with Avery Hill. Um, Should have a drum roll for the next one? Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Division 8, uh, Royal Oak played JJ United um, and you'd 8 to be JJ United. They've scored five goals in the last two games, but they've lost <laughs> both games, sadly. Uh, Royal Oak with an 8-2 win. Strong team now, uh, Royal Oak. We expect them to see the rest of the season out uh, strongly and maybe push for promotion. Uh, be interested to see if they've left it. Getting 16 bit. players every week. I spoke to one of their guys after the game um, yesterday. So it was at Mottingham. And they're, um, they're actually getting squad numbers where they're having to leave people out because they're getting um, there's a lot of competition for places in their squad. So fair play to them. That's good. Uh, a result, sadly, that will bring music to Gibbs's ears. Sporting Greenwich losing 3-0 to Eltham Lions under 21s. Oh, no. <laughs> Speak it to your mark for us, Gibbs. What a shame. <laughs> uh, what a shame. Where are we? If they didn't win the league, weren't I allowed to put a tattoo on Jamie? Didn't no, they say that? that? No. I'm sure that was on the bet, Jamie definitely wouldn't have gone for that. Elton Palace lose 4 3 to Greenwich Challenge Vets. Uh, good win for the Vets. Um, Greenwich Battle Cruisers against Spring Hill United Blues was abandoned due to lack of numbers for Greenwich Battle Cruisers. They but turned up with seven players, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. That's credible. That's very but, credible. That's fair, fair play to them for giving it a go with seven men. Like, knowing that. You're probably going to lose heavily, but you've turned up with seven men. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is that is that takes a lot of arse and a lot of credit. Do you know what I mean? So all, all played all fairness to them. Yeah, well done to uh, Greenwich Battle Cruisers. Good luck. Um, nice for trying to get the game played at least. Foresters lose nine one to Black and Eriff in the Jewish Shield. Um, Borden Sports A and Under the Radar were were two all at full time. Uh, Under the Radar taking it uh, on penalties. I spoke, I spoke to Billy last night. Four he two. was uh, he rang me about. Half seven last night. Yeah, I spoke to him as well. He was he was he was gutted that they didn't win, but I said to him, mate, on a lot of positives there for you. The last two weeks you've drawn with Basel and and took UTR to penalties in the cup. There's a lot of positives to take for your team there. The fact that UTR haven't been that deep this season or in a long while. Do you know what I mean? And you've took them there, and they only had bare eleven Borden as well. Whereas UTR had subs and stuff, uh, fresh uh, legs to bring on. And I think Borden got a late goal again, but the two goals in the game. He said that they, literally UTR had the two chances and Baldwin had five chances in between that as well. Yeah. It, was just, um, it was just the finishing that cost them. And then obviously, that's the second cup they've gone out on this of this season on pens now. So, but it's a, I'd say there's so many positives to build off of that. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, good season for Baldwin Sports A eh, uh, this year. Uh, in at Belvedere, played Bayswater and lost 2-1. Um, good account of themselves made by In at Belvedere against a very strong Bayswater. Congratulations to them. Into the next round. Um, Metrogas played Abbey Mead 5-0 win for Metrogas they really are one of the top teams in Westford at the moment they would they would be able you wouldn't to, want to play them would you, you? Wouldn't, no you one. Would, I wouldn't want to play them no one they're such a good young side um, winning is a habit now for them um, I yeah. think they'll do that to a lot of teams as I well this season that, that won't be the last time they do that mate and they seem to be solid at the back as well you don't really hear of them conceding a lot of goals yeah. good side um, and nice to see a good club Metrogas all round um, so nice to see their Sunday team doing well in Westfar. Um, last Jewish Shield game, Red Velvet lost 2-1 to Falconwood Reserves. A shock result for Red Velvet, who have been going all right lately. Um, Falconwood Reserves, all right, but that's a shock result for me. It is a shock result. I've got a little match report for that one. Oh, thank you. Falconwood, good young side. Um, was up for the match massively. We had 11 men. This is from Red Velvet Spencer, by the way, sorry. Uh, we had 11 men uh, for the full 90, which wasn't ideal. 
but they suck up they sucked up the pressure uh, for the whole second half and scored on the counter um, so pretty much saying that they're a good young side and that um, they, they was probably good for their win well done to Falconwood reserves um, Jam lost 2-1 to Crayford Athletic the good old boys of Crayford Athletic um, two great cup wins for them in two weeks they beat Mildeen in the cup and now they've beat Jam um, always liked Crayford Athletic um, Jam had Phil in goal perhaps that's um, a little bit of an ex- explanation as to the result but he was full yeah. of praise for Crayford Athletic and a good result for them yeah definitely I mean that's always a, a good result when you beat teams higher um, from higher divisions um, regardless of the situation um, you've obviously put everything into it but Phil's Phil understands how Sunday league is and he respects all teams he's not um, he's not, not disrespectful so he will give credit to the opposition uh, a game missed on our results of the week yesterday although we did have a brief discussion about it this one Elton Rovers finally get a win with a tweet um, sent from the drafts I think it was written sometime mid-October put that on your fucking podcast says the Elton <laughs> Rovers boys 3-1 win for them against Burridge Blues was it, was it actually a fucking in there as well yeah I think so deep <laughs> uh, a good win for them uh, it's been a long time coming we, we know what a good side they are and probably why they missed out on um, getting into the results of the week this week because um, of their pedigree earlier in the season uh, Burridge Blues will be gutted to be out of the Plumstead Challenge Cup I know they like a cup um, Elton Rovers into the next round yeah um, I'm not sure they got in the next round but um Fair play to him, but we'll, we'll stick that on the fucking podcast and uh, see how they get on. <laughs> well done, boys. Chimera Reserves played South East Athletic and lost 4-0. Well done to South East Athletic. Successful day in Westford for South East Athletic um, yesterday. Uh, in the Plumstead Cup, Belmont Athletic carry on to the next round with a 4-3 win against Rising Talents. Um, they're doing well this year in Cups. Belmont Athletic, well done, lads. Uh, Crocodile played AFC Shine. Um and Shine somewhat left tarnished yesterday after a 6-2 battering by Crocodile. They're warming up and looking really good towards the end of this season now, aren't they? Crocodile, another team that um, on their day will be a match for anyone. They've got a real good squad and a good mixture of players in the, in that squad. And they score a lot of goals. They're a, they're a good side. I'd love to see Crocodile against uh, Metrogas um, sometime. Uh, Advent Mighty Royals win 4-1 against Woolwich Common. Uh, Woolwich Common's uh, struggling season continues in the Burt Holloway Trophy. Advent Mighty Royals into the next round. Uh, in the Len Warren Memorial, uh, Kingfisher win 5-3 against Eltham Lions on penalties after one all-draw in full time. Uh, a, a win going against um, the form book. Um, Eltham Lions have been great this year. Uh, Kingfisher, decent side on their day though. Decent, but you've got to take that as a, a real big result for uh, Kingfisher to be fair. They've yeah. not been the greatest of late and to um, hold... Um, Elton Lions to one one and beat them on penalties you've got to build off of that and uh, go on to next week yeah well done boys uh, Bexley Hawks and Mottenham Park Rangers uh, drew one all in full time and it went to the Bexley Hawks lads 4-1 on penalties uh, Twitter spat yesterday afternoon um, regarding some of the players behaviour a uh, bit of a bad look for both teams to be honest but I think they sorted it out in the end uh, in the Fred Jolly Memorial Bexley Knights lose 7-1 to Phoenix Knights. The Knights derby goes to the Phoenix lads. They all went out last night as well. Together. Is that a joke? No. Uh, Bexley, I'm moving on. In the Fred Jolly, uh, Bexley Wanderers nil. Peckham Rye for oh, Gibbs. Oh, I didn't even see that result. How did this one go? Mate, we was pushed all the way to the wire. Um, 
being mate, being the underdogs, we had a back to the we had our back to the, back to the walls. I'm sorry a, about this, listeners. For about 85 minutes, um, the scoreline doesn't reflect their uh, their performance. Bexley Wanderers. To be fair, they should have been six 0 up before we scored. We scored in the first minute. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> nah. We scored. Um, if I'm honest, it was pretty dominant from us yesterday. That's the honest truth. No um, shit. They started the. Uh, the game took centre and their best bit was a, a through ball straight from centre to be fair um, and then from there we kind of dominated the game um, the closest they came was a no goal from uh, nearly a no goal from us um, it didn't really press us much everything from them was kind of long range 1-0 um, at half time second half we just kind of <laughs> ran away with it but they're a good side and don't, I wouldn't misjudge that result because they do have some real good players and they had a squad of about 14 yesterday, I think maybe 15. But um, up up front, if they could give the ball to the guy up front, um, he he knows where the goal is. He scored like five in his last six. He's, he's, he is a good player and the first time we played him, he caused us a lot of problems. So I take nothing away from him We and we did have to work for the result yesterday. Congratulations on the on the t- hard-earned win yesterday. But we, we are underdogs. So we was underdogs going into the game. They're top of the league. Yeah, played more games than you, don't they? They still, they still got the points on the board, mate. We could lose our four games in hand and not make them two points up. <laughs> <laughs> this is bollocks. Uh, Catholic club and the Bosco drew three all in Just normal time. No respect, we dog to div five, man. No, no respect. Uh, the Bosco uh, going through five four on penalties. Um, a, a, a rival football results poll. Got this one wrong. Yeah, I know. We seem to have a copycat. Yeah, love it. I know. Is it flattering or? Yeah, I think is it, it is. Just think of your own ideas. Well, I mean, it's flattering, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, often it, imitated, never bettered. Yeah, I mean, they could have made up their own poll, as in a result of the week from every Sunday league about like one from the Met, one from Westford, one from Alpton and Bromley, one from Southern Sunday, one from Croydon or something, and done a poll that way and it'd have been a bit imaginative. But, but this is the league that they um this is but the, the league that they sponsor, isn't it? Yeah, we'll pick well they sponsor a division. Pick oh, four yeah. results from that division then if that's what you want to do. But bit of a bit of imagination never goes amiss. Um Crayford Arrows and SC six nines postponed, sorry about that. FC Barker and Harper <laughs> FC Barker and Hartford Athletic. It's been a while since you've done that. Uh, that ended 6-2 six, six, to the Hartford boys uh, against the uh, league table. Hartford sixth in the in the table at the start of the day. Barker second. Barker was second. And the Jay Walker Brickwork Cup goes to um, Hartford Athletic. Well done, boys. 6-2 against Barker. That's a great result. Uh, Forza Greenwich continue their good season. 4-1 win against Woolwich 90 in the Len Wareham. Well done to Forza. This goes down as one of their best seasons in, in recent memory. Yeah, I'm really impressed with Forza this year. They um, they seem to have got everything together and firing on all cylinders, scoring goals and um, winning games. Yeah, well done, boys. Uh, Highfield Rovers uh, win again, 3-0 this week against the Goats, Las Cabras. Got a match report from this one. Go on, mate. Mate, this is from Ronnie, by the way, at Highfield. Mate, our game was a decent game. Keepers for both sides, both teams kept... But keepers from both sides kept the kept the teams in it. I made a couple of crucial saves before at half time it was nil nil. Oh, he's just wagging his cock, is he? Yeah, basically. Cabras gave us a massive test, but I brought on Charlie Dixon last fifteen who changed the dynamic and scored and set up two. We won three nil. The referee was Daniel McGlynn and he was excellent by the way as well. So fair play to uh, 
to Daniel McGinn. That's one, Ronnie. Um, try not to use the uh, your match report on the podcast to put yourself in the shot window, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the Fred, more Fred Jolly games. New Cross played Granite. I've got a match report for this one. Uh, Granite winning 3 1. Go on, please. This is from the manager of um, New Cross Rovers, Michael. Good game. Went down to 10 men and conceded a pen. Killed us. Granite deserved the win. Thank you. Please send your match reports in every week. It's a good reading. Yeah, it's nice. It's good to do that. Uh, South Ballers lost 6 3 to Adidas Athletic. South Average are back. Um, haven't really got going this season, it has to be said. Um, Turk Ojak played Olfotronians in the Sports King TV Cup. Um, after four all draw in normal time, Old Fortronians take it 5 4 on pens. Um, Turk Ojak season petering out. Not much for them to talk about this year. No, definitely not, to be fair. Definitely not, mate. Uh, Woolwich Royals played Petswood Senior Vultures in the Leader Trophy. Um, shock Willid- result this one as well. To shock be fair. result. I, I, I'm guessing that they'd prefer to lose their games in the Cups rather than in the league. They're they're looking good for promotion this year. Uh, 2-1 to the Vultures yesterday. Uh, Woolwich Royals not really started well post-Christmas. They'll be looking to improve quickly. Um, And the last one in the Fred Jolly, um, Lesser FXI 3, Danson Albion 2. A big upset there. Division 8 side, Lesser FXI playing higher place dance and Albion than winning well done boys do you know what not going back to my team on this one but when we played them lesser the other week it was 2-1 and I could see the massive improvements that they've made over the last few seasons from when we used to play them and we was a little bit disappointed really maybe going off the divisions that um, maybe we should have scored a few more but they beat a team in our division and you kind of take the, the positives from that the fact that you have come away with a win you know Another underdog story there of beating a Division 8 side, I suppose. Massive underdog story. Uh, the results of the week, uh, this week from Gibbs. Uh, Jams loss uh, against Crayford Athletic. 2-1 to the Crayford boys. Um, that's self-explanatory. Fantastic result. Uh, Red Velvet, uh, Falconwood Reserves. The 2-1 win for the Falconwood lads. Great win. Um, Petswood Senior Vultures win against uh, Woolwich Royals. 2-1 to the Vultures. Another good result. Uh, and Barker losing 6-2 to Hartford. Um, I think the Elton Rovers one just misses out because I think some of those are higher-placed teams losing to lower-placed teams. Um, I know Elton Rovers was that, but we've just seen a bit of pedigree about Elton Rovers that suggests that result is in them. It's definitely in them, but when you say stick that on your fucking podcast, we're probably not going to stick it on the fucking podcast. <laughs> well, the, I think it was already chosen before that anyway, but yeah. Oh, no, it weren't. I saw it. Oh, okay. I saw it, so I didn't pick them. Well, there you go, then. It says, so stick that on your fucking Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get on with the OBD SFL results. So now for the OBD SFL results with Jamie. Uh, nice to have everyone in Silk Towers tonight. I have to have to say. Uh, and the 30, on the thirtieth of January, these are the games. Uh, Kamazi Strikers drawing three all with Blendon. Um, Blendon with a good result for them. Uh, it has to be said that it's been a struggling season for them after losing to Kamazi three 0 last weekend. Um, they put it round and get a point this time. I still wouldn't say it's a good result. They need wins badly. Um, that doesn't help them, in my opinion. It doesn't. Um, in the uh, rest of the senior games, Bickley lost 3-1 to Essie Dons. A missed penalty uh, for Bickley. Um, upsetting the boys. They felt like they could have got something out of the game. 
Um, but SC Dons, after a, a poor run for their standards, um, returned uh, to a, with a win in the senior division. Much needed for them with Hatcham uh, looking like um, looking unbeatable, as to be said, domestically. Uh, Farnborough Old Boys lost 3-2 to Lambeth All-Stars. Much needed win for Lambeth, Jamie. It is, just keeps them in that third spot. Um, I wouldn't say on the coattails of the top two because they're no. still quite a bit behind. But yeah, um, yeah a, a good three points at a tough place to go. Uh, Rocker Seniors win 1-0 against Kenningwell United. A mixed bag again for Kenningwell this season. Uh, Inconsistency is really killing them, it has to be said. Uh, Rocker Seniors with a good, with a good win. Um, they've played a lot of cup games this season, so I expect to see them amongst it um, for a top three or four place finish this season. Uh, well done to Rocker uh, and Hatcham beat the wall for one. We've seen how stubborn the wall can be uh, in all of their games this season. That is dominant from Hatcham. It was a big scoreline. Um, thought that would be a lot closer. But um, yeah, Hatcham basically saying to Dons anything you can do we can do better so going to be a fascinating run in especially now that the um, Dons are out of the Cups uh, well unless the Paul Picard gets reinstated and Hatcham obviously got one over them last week as well uh, Dons out of the Paul Picard they lost to oh Kumasi uh, oh yeah. yep yeah. scrap that uh, so Hatcham only in the Kent, in the Kent Prem Cup Dons I think are th- it's only senior football for them this season senior division football for the rest of the season um, so they'll be They'll be fresh for their games, which is which is good for them. Uh, in the Prem, Beckenham Rovers lose 2-1 to Farnborough Reserves. And they're sick of fucking losing now, Beckenham Rovers. <laughs> um, Elmstead win 3-2 against Indifferent Saha. Um, not really settled in the Prem division in the OBD, <coughs> in the OBD SFL. Um, Roger, any news from the first team on, on issues in the, um, in the Prem? I mean, the only issue is they just don't seem to be able to get a consistent 11 out um, um you know some of the some of the some of the bigger names have been have been missing um, um and it's just it seems to be a different 11 most weeks for them alone um they just don't have a settled settled team for 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 whatever reason um, and i just think that's i think that that has been hampering them you know when you when you when you're constantly changing you know personnel back for especially you know it's it's hard to sort of sort of get that you know that 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 Know how consistency between between players, so you know, and I also think there is a bit of um, naivety in the the standard of the league they're going into as well, um, because you know the Croydon League as good as good as good as it is in the top division, I, I just think that there's the, the, there is a step up in in standard as we was talking about earlier on. Yeah, I think the uh, the Prem division now is is so competitive as is the senior that yeah if you don't if you're not on it you'll get turned over yep. uh, in the Prem division. Uh, Hacienda and Sports King All Stars share a three all draw. Uh, that result giving the Groundhoppers um, a nice day all round. They win six two against LSC Giants. Groundhoppers top of the division now, um, back where they were at the beginning of the year. Uh, and my game yesterday, South London Panthers against Sporting Club Thamesmead seven four. Uh, it makes it sound like rush goalkeepers, but it wasn't. Um, goalkeepers, the goalies were actually superb. The defence is probably not. Um, South London Panthers, a real good young side. Going forward, um, they carved Sporting Club Thamesmead open at times. Uh, it must be said the South London Panthers goalkeeper made three or four fantastic saves, uh, top-class saves. One of them he saved and it went straight up to the right winger who then travelled up the pitch and, and he slotted it across for his mate to score so 
Um, important saves from their goalkeeper. Um, Sporting Club Thamesmead with the bare 11. I hope they can keep going and um, and uh, get some more players involved and all that because we know Sporting Club Thamesmead have worked so hard to get where they are now. Uh, the South London Panthers just starting their journey on the OB, in the OBD SFL uh, with a good bunch of young players. Uh, Matt, the gaffer, is on the podcast next week. Uh, so you'll be able to hear from him then about their move over from the Met League this season. Uh, but yeah, 7-4 against Sporting Club Thamesmead, Jamie. A lot of the old faces were still there from the Sporting Club Thamesmead boys. Um, so that goes down as a top win for South London Panthers. Yeah, definitely. Um <clears throat> I think you kind of said that South London Panthers at the start of their journey tends to be probably closer towards the other side. Um, so it looks like a, a kind of change in the regard, if you like, that these new clubs that are coming in, um, hitting the ground, like the wall as well, obviously, last year. Um, and it's, it's blending did as well. So it's good to see fresh teams coming in and shaking it up a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Thames will keep going and they'll, they'll obviously still get results in that league. Very much hope so. Uh, thank you to both teams. Only one yellow card yesterday, um, it, so um, that was enjoyable. Uh, in Div 1, Bexley United lose 3-2 to Sydenham Sports. Uh, shout out to Babs Ojo, sadly, suffering an awful sounding Sounds injury. bad, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, hopefully he makes a full recovery. Hopefully. Um, it sounds like a serious one. Uh, all the best to you, Babs. Uh, top bloke. Um, he's on the OBD SFL Subcommittee, isn't he? No, he's on the committee. He's on the committee. Yeah, he, he, the guy does so much work, um, obviously for his club and for the league. So, um, he's a big part of that, and yeah, he's got a lot to offer. So, um, yeah, good luck to him in his recovery. All the best, mate. X Blues Craven lose four one to Kawuya. Uh, Hatcham Royals and Royal Southwark was billed uh, as one of the best games in in the OBD SFL yesterday. Um, which evidently it, it wasn't uh, in the game. One all, I'm sure it was a good game, a good spectacle, but one all not really doing um, any justice to two teams. Uh, Jamie, who score shitloads of goals and and uh, are attacking. Yeah, but just evenly matched teams. You know, there could have been a lot of chances created, just not taken on the day. But um, I don't think either side were too upset with a point. No, true. Uh, this doesn't push any of them too further up the table. Uh, Lucian Islamic Centre lose 2 0 to Club Langley. Uh, in the second division, Blase Ballers and New Beckenham share a Desmond. Um, New Beckenham, uh, they won't be pleased with that. Uh, Broccoli and Hayden Youth share a Desmond. Uh, DC Football lose 3 0 to Alpington. Uh, Jamie, mm -hmm. you played Phoenix Sports 2. Um, you lost 5-2 you were 2-1 up at half time mate uh, I think you did some analysis that if you if the games that you played before we come on here yeah, yeah. I counted if games ended at half time would have 18 points instead of 3 so that kind of points towards where problems may lie yeah uh, short on numbers at the, at the minute or all season the Mariners, Jamie, but ha give us a quick uh, match report. Um, so, yeah, they were quite, I think they only had 12 as well, to be fair. But we started with a bare 11. Um, our only sub got pulled over with the police on the way to the game. Didn't get there halfway through the second half. I mean, fair play to him. He's still trying to get his three points any way he can, but maybe not taking it um, the right way. He's ended up three points on his last Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You got, you, got, you got the joke then, I good. Um, but we went behind early on and... Uh, Boy, ball got clapped over the top boy finished it really well lifted it over the keeper um, and then we just started fighting our way back into it we, we got 
2-1 lead, two goals purely from hard work for some mistakes. Um, the keeper spilled one and Raf was on hand to, to nip it over the line and then the second one we've, we've caught the, the defender napping and we've nipped in and managed to poke it over the line again and 2-1 at half time we were saying we know we're going to struggle with legs, we know it's going to be tiring so we try to just kind of contain them a bit more, sit with kind of two banks and, and just block and ensure them up and see if we can hit them on the break because we had a bit of pace up top and then we'll give away a penalty within the first five, ten minutes of the second half. Very soft, but it's given. They score that, it's 2-2 and then the momentum pretty much swings. Um, they had quite a few chances, <coughs> for some good saves for our keeper. Um, again, they went 3-4-2 and at 4-2 we then had three, four really good chances, one-on-ones inside the box and didn't even hit the target, which is really disappointing. Um, you, you got, we've got to be working the keeper at least. Uh, and then they scored a the fifth kind of late on as well, So, but by then the game is done. But it's, as I said, it's just we, we don't have the legs to maintain that kind of game plan that was getting the results um, last season. We know we're not going to go and bop teams off the park. We haven't got exceptional players that will go and win a game on, on the kind of flip of a coin for us. We know how to get results. We just need the bodies there to get them. Um, we still believe we've got 13 league games left. Plenty of football still to play. So, yeah, it's a bit deadline day this evening, so I might be a bit busy. Tony <laughs> Alaban's phone will be ringing. Yeah, uh, in the third division, Crayford Arrows 5, the Warren 2. A good win for Crayford Arrows. Hayden Youth Resies win 1-0 against Old Langlians. Uh, Tudor Sports Rangers lose 4-1 to Ellis Athletic. Um, the Hatch and Beckenham Manor train keeps on going. This week they win 3-0 at Italia Wastils. Um, a, a sturdy opposition at Italia Wastils this season. Much improved over recent seasons. Hatch and Beckenham Manor 3-0. That's a decent win. Yeah, it's routine, I think is the word. Yeah, it is routine for them. Uh, fourth division, uh, Lesser Christchurch nil into Milne nine. Uh, get Lesser Christchurch into the fifth division, please, for their own sanity. Uh, Crayford Arrows reserves draw one all with AFC Wilgar. I think everyone predicted Wilgar to to win that last yes, week. Yes, we did, we did. So fair play to, to Crayford Arrows reserves. I mean, they were top at the start. Of yeah, they play um, doesn't really tell us much about the two of them other than they'll probably be. <coughs> neck and neck I think for the for the remainder of the season once we'll catch up the games which you'd expect them to win um, so yeah I'm sure the, the next game if they've not already played it um, quite tasty uh, Crayway slip up that draw helping Crayford Arrows reserves and Wilgar Crayway losing 3-0 to Broccoli reserves um, so they slip out they slip down in the title chase um, Wilgar the benefactors with lots of games in hand um, they could uh, they will get amongst it. Uh, FC United Bromley win 7-2 against SMCA. That SMCA are back. Hawksbrook Wanderers lose 4-0 to Ministry of Bull. Well done, boys. Uh, in Division 5, shock result in Division 5 uh, for Jamie, the Benhurst's biggest fan, it has to be said. Uh, Bex- slowly but surely going off them. <laughs> they lose 5-1 to Bexley Athletic. Uh, in the league of recent seasons, they have had no joy let's be honest 5-1 win against Benos Benos seemed to have reverted back to the very early days yeah I don't know what's happened there maybe they get in touch and let us know if they're suffering in any way shape or form but um, very good result for Bex Athletic I think probably of the four that I chose that would have been that got my vote as, as the standout result so yeah. well done to them agreed FC Peak and SE Lions 
shared a nil-nil. Boring. Draw boring. Um, Hayes, old boys lose 7-1 to Kingsdale. Uh, that Kingsdale turned up this week. Uh, yeah, his old boys tend to struggle, but I think I would have predicted maybe like a 2-1 or 3-1 Kingsdale. So good on them getting seven goals. Yeah. <coughs> Got a bit of confidence. Put them to the sword. Uh, Hayes and Pickhurst get their customary five goals again this week. They beat Petswood Roadrunners 5-0. Uh, Hayes and Pickhurst look absolutely unstoppable in Division 5. A real good outfit. And Shortland Spitfires and South London Spartans uh, South, uh, Shortland Spitfires win 1-0 they shoot down the Spartans um, games of the week this week Jamie uh, Leicester Christchurch losing 9-0 to Inter Milne um, I'd probably agree with you there Inter Milne haven't been amazing yeah, no, I, if it was a team near at the top that won 9-0 against Leicester probably wouldn't have made it um, but yeah I think Inter Milne to get 9-0 is pretty good agreed uh, FC United of Bromley's 7-2 win against SMCA Again, it, uh, it's not been a brilliant year for uh, FC United of Bromley, so winning 7-2 against the struggling SMCA is a good result for them. Fantastic. Uh, Bexley Athletic, 5-1 win against Benhurst. Um, Benhurst really coming down with the Christmas decorations this season. Uh, and Hayes, old boys, losing 7-1 to Kingsdale. Fair play. Yeah, I mean, I think Brooklyn Reserves and probably... Um what they called I can't remember Club Langley deserve a mention two good results for them yeah. um, Kawhi as well decent result but I think those I looked more towards the teams at the bottom um, there were some good results for teams in the top leagues but I wanted to note some of the teams that have been struggling in the lower leagues and picking up good wins thank you very much Jamie <laughs> Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So now after last week missing out on our quarter municipal guests, we've been lucky enough to be able to have, a, I'd probably say, a better guest on uh, than the planned one last week. Uh, we've got Jimmy from MMFC. Um, formerly part of the uh, Addiscombe Casuals family, uh, they've gone on their own now. Uh, what's the name? What's the team? What's the team name, Jimmy? So now we're MMFC, which stands for Mental Muscle Football Club. Uh, a men- mental muscle is also a, a a charity or a business supporting mental health um, and or supporting mental health, which is massive for us, obviously, as a podcast. That's something we're very much into uh jimmy is the assistant manager the captain player probably fills up the water bottles probably does all that stuff as well uh, for the, uh one of those people for the club uh jimmy welcome to the podcast it's nice to get you on um no problem uh tell us a bit about the break from um Addiscombe casuals and I, I if it's if leave out the bits that you don't you, you might want to leave out or they might it might be uh, completely friendly break but tell us a bit about the break from um, your previous club and why you wanted to go um, on your own yeah no so Mental Muscle Football Club started up uh, at the beginning of last season uh, which was my friend and I who just decided that we've always played football together and decided let's make a team um, so we started kind of putting the pieces together to making a team and then we got in contact with the manager Ryan Godfrey um, and he said that he was looking to set up a second team and stuff like that so 
he kind of uh, offered to help us get set up and kind of play as another Addison team. Um, so, yeah, so then we started playing with them as a club last year and everything was all well and good. Like both teams always got on. We know a very large variety of their players as well outside of football. So we've always got on as a club. And then towards the end of last season, we kind of just, you know, wanted to run things differently, kind of had different goals as a club and how we wanted to kind of, you know, take control of ourselves and, you know, do our own badges, our own kits, obviously having the charity as well. Um, Mental Muscle kind of wanted to start doing something with that. Um, but right at this point, obviously quite an established club. So they decided to, you know, they wanted to stay as they were and we wanted to go and do our own thing. So that's how we turned into Mental Muscle FC this year. So you're playing this season in Division One. It couldn't really have gone much better. Um, so far, at the time of recording, um, I believe you're top of the division, um, which yep. is which is pretty good. Um, played quite a lot of games though, haven't you? So you're not going to play much too much football between now uh, and the end and the end of May. Uh, we've got the big cup game between yourselves and Sunstead JFC coming up in the in the um, senior the senior section cup. Um, with the we talk about we talk about that game in a minute because obviously there's. There's a few, there's a bit of rivalry and all that, and that, that hits into a section that we're going to talk about shortly. Um, as Addiscombe Casuals MMFC, were there any were there any trophies in the in the cabinet or was it um was it empty? No, unfortunately not. Last year, um, I mean it was a success for us as a as a first like a first year as a club. Um so there were no trophies, but we did come second place and it was a very tight fight throughout the whole year again with the different side of the team. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, it was a very competitive year for us. I think first year as a club, we kind of took a little while to get our bearings um, and which kind of let us down at the start of the season, losing a few points. But then, yeah, so we ended up coming second, obviously getting promoted into Division 1 this year. Um, but no trophies yet, but I'm sure this year we're going to grab a couple, so make up for last year. How have you seen the step up from Division 2 to Division 1? Yeah, it's been good. I think what a big part of it is, is that over the last since the beginning of last season our strong our squad has really strongly improved so i feel like the the step up to league wasn't a massive effect for us because where our short the football improved so did our squad um so i felt like we accommodated for that very well but you can really see a difference between a difference between some of the teams i mean currently looking in division two looking at lots of Albo United, South Sea Wanderers like the talent has really gone up in division two as well because yeah. they've got some good squads there mm. and I think it'll be very interesting. I think at the moment now with the teams coming in, Division 1 and Prem are not going to be too far off with the likes of the teams that might be coming down next year and the teams that could be coming up. So, it's yeah, it's, it's been a big step. You can definitely see a, a, a difference in the football, but I feel like we've adapted well. I think obviously being top of the table, we can't be doing too bad. Not bad at all. Uh, what are the aspirations for MMFC now? You Obviously, you've got the charity function. So perhaps where do you, where do you see that side of it going? Uh, and with the team itself, obviously, you're looking like you could be playing um, Premiership football or Prem Division football next season. It will take a massive, uh, something really bad must happen between now and the end of, uh, or the middle of May for you guys not to be promoted um, as a bare minimum. But um, what are the aspirations for the football club and the charity? Uh, I think right now, to be honest with you, on the charity side, I think we're so primarily focused on the football right now. I think, you know, we've really grasped the league this year and it's been a very strong goal of ours for the years. Like, obviously, we haven't done too well in the cups, um, but we've always prioritised the league this year. Obviously, we want to be playing Premier Division football. Um, so right now, we're just purely fixating on get, you know winning the league this year and getting promotion up to the Prem. Um, and it's it's all very good for the charity as well. I mean, because obviously we have our social medias like Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
community. We have our charity being advertised nonstop on there. So obviously Mental Muscle Charity, what it is, is how we promote mental health through exercise. So the founder of that, which is Cameron Willoughby, one of our players, um, he, you know, he's a personal trainer who gets people that have mental health problems and gets them back involved and feeling better through exercise and getting them feeling more confident, which is kind of what gave us the inspiration about the football club. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, with the whole football thing and what we're doing right now as focusing on the football is also helping out the charity without even intentionally being that way because it's getting, you know, the name's making some noise and we're getting out there a little bit and it's obviously just, you know, all advertising for what we really stand for, which is mental muscle charity. Um, so, yeah, no, it's big plans. We aspire to definitely win the league this year and go up to the Prem next year. And obviously our plans are always to win. So looking to win that next year and just keep improving. But yeah, right now our primary aspiration is to continue how we've been performing and win the league. Uh, biggest rivals uh, in in your history uh, last season and this season, obviously, um, Sinus and JFC are going to pop up. Who do you, before we move on to like rivalries, teams you've probably had big games against and uh, banter and all that stuff. Who who do you see as your main sort of title rival uh, for the rest of the season? It's, it's a very hard one to call this year. I mean, our league's been very funny. I mean, every day you look at the table, every Sunday you look at the table and it's just going crazy. Like everyone's chopping and changing. I think obviously the clear ones is Sinus and JFC. Um, they've been behind us very closely the entire form, time. Form seems to have dropped off a cliff though for the Sunset and JFC boys. They've yeah. lost lost their last three. I know two of those were cup games, but they lost to South Southside uh, Blues a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. It's not looking great for them at the minute. They might they might be out. You might be out of sight with a couple more wins. I mean, to be honest with you, like I was, when we, obviously we played them earlier on the season, we lost to them one 0 um, But to be honest with you, like with them being so close behind us, like, it was a very big shock from the beginning, how well they was doing. Because even though we was defeated by them, and we won't give any excuses, we just played poor on the day and they was the better team and did deserve to win. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when we played them, we generally thought like, you know, this this isn't a team to worry about. Like, we genuinely sat out that day expecting three points. And then when you're looking at the likes of, obviously, we've not had the opportunity to play Southside Blues, but we know them, obviously, we're playing Addison Casuals previously. Um, so we've seen them perform. And obviously, they was always a strong club, uh, strong club, sorry. Mm. And, uh, we've obviously not been fortunate enough to play them this year as we've got two buyers from them. Uh, but yeah, you look at the talent they have to offer, you think, wow, they should be definitely up there with us. Uh, you look at the likes of Saha, also on paper, a very decent team. Like These yeah. are all teams that would be up with us. But right now, obviously, it's Sarnestead. It was unexpected, but they're, you know, they've started very strong. Like you said, they're not doing too well now. But yeah, we obviously right now, we think they are the rivals. Uh, we've got a couple of games coming up against them, which really dictate the league for us. I think yourselves, you're the only real team in Division One that's been consistent. There's been good wins for for other teams. Obviously, Sahar Eleven have, have had good wins. They bashed um, Woodside um, last the week before last, um, eight two, and then they bit lost to them six nil last week. Um, strange results like that. Sinus to JFC, uh, bad losses in the cup. Inconsistent. Uh, they they beat um, Southside Blues <clears throat> a few months ago. Then they lost to them this weekend handily. Uh, London Warriors looked like they were going to do something. They fell off. Uh, Woodside, as I say, we expected things from them this season. Um, they, haven't, they haven't really delivered. They had a good cup win against Quidden JFC early in the season, um, but inconsistencies in Division One. Um, it only really seems you boys um, who have taken it, taken the ball by the horns and really pushed um, for the title. And do you think it is consistency in the league that wins that win that gets you over the line in the end, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we saw it last year where we was doing very well and we had a few injuries. And myself, obviously, I'm I'm a goalkeeper from the Master FC when we had needed the goalkeepers to fill in, and we didn't have that. We saw we we dropped a few points in games, and if you do have a stage where you do drop nine six or nine points, it really can make a massive toll in Sunday league football. Um, so I think that's the thing is consistency's got consistency's got to be key. I mean, we've got a very big squad in order to always be consistent um, on the basis that you know. On the pitches that you're playing on, you will get injuries. You know, mm. some of us play Saturday football, people are going to be tight. So we've always tried to accommodate for the fact that we want to be consistent and always have a strong squad, regardless of even if our best players ain't there. We mm. still have a strong squad to fill out and try and be consistent. And I think that's where a lot of teams on league have been unfortunate is that, you know, they've lost points for not having enough players or for any other reason that they can't fill the squad and just stuff like that. And when you have them kind of situations, it's going to drop you points. And in Sunday League football, if you drop points, you, you know, you're not going to really be title contenders. And I think that's why consistency is the most important thing. Absolutely agree with you. Um, cup, you could win a cup final with with a, in, with runs of bad form in, in your league. You can pull a cup result out Absolutely. of bag from somewhere, but titles are won with con, by consistent teams. So, uh, and as I say, you've definitely been that. Um we're going to jump ahead a sec. We, we'll come to the teammates section in in a bit because I know uh, people like that. That'd be good for uh, that'd be good for you to dig to dish out some stick to some players who deserve well, it. Going off after I've been answering <laughs> questions. Mate. Uh, who's the best opposition that you faced so far this season? Uh, so far this year, I mean, it's, it was a very shocking one for us, but I personally think it will be Albo United. Okay. Um, we- Played them earlier on in was played them late in 2021 uh, in the cup, and it was just such a competitive game overall. I think probably the, the the biggest loss we've had so far this year has been Woodside. Yeah, um, played them not too long ago, and they put on an absolutely fantastic performance um, and ended up getting the points on us. But yeah, I think overall the most competitive, you know, hardest game that we've definitely had to grovel out on is Albo United. They gave us a good game from the start. It was it was a very high scoreline, which was just going back and forth the whole game. And you really didn't know how it was going to turn. Um, but in the last couple of minutes, they got two goals and took it away from us. And, you know, they showed great spirit throughout the whole thing, especially winning it in extra time. So I think definitely for us, it's been the most competitive and hard game we've had this year. What's been your favourite game looking back this year? Oh, my favourite game was well, a very hard one. Every game's my favourite, mate. It's one of you are. I think I've enjoyed playing so hard the most. Um, obviously, we played them at their ground at Crystal Palace National School Centre. Um, so, obviously, it's good to play on them facilities when you're used to playing at the likes of Ashburton, playing fields, Pearly Way, playing fields and stuff like that. So, I think for my boys, it was a good experience to get them all in proper facilities. Yeah. Obviously, we're also a good team. So, we obviously wanted to turn up and give up, give at least a very good team that we have. And we did so. And we played and we all enjoyed it. We dominated the game. And yeah, we just really enjoyed that day. Obviously, it's always good when you've got a good facility. It gets the boys pumped up. And that was when we started introducing recording our game. So everyone was up for it. And we had a few people there supporting. So I think that's definitely been a highlight of our season so far. Nice one. So some predictions for the rest of the season. If if it's not MMFC, who do you think will win the league? If it's not MMFC, I think it could come down between a few to this view. I think it obviously is most likely to be Sarnestead. Obviously, I know the current rate of form is not doing them too well, but I think Sarnestead have been the team that's been in our rear view mirrors the most out of everyone else. Um, obviously, I feel sorry for Woodside because obviously recently they have been pulling it back and, you know, they did have a good start to the season, but as of recent, their form's been good. Yeah. Um, 
think, yeah, to be honest with you, it's looking between London Warriors and Somerset right now. Okay, yeah, London Warriors got a few games to catch up on, haven't they? I think they've got a decent, I think they've got some games to catch up. So um, that would be interesting to see how that goes. Who's going to win this senior, this senior section cup that you're playing in? Oh, I'm always going to say my team, always going to say mental muscle. Um, we're sharp, we're ready for it. We're looking, we've never had a good cup run. So we are really looking forward to drive onto this and get a nice cup run. Um, if I wouldn't say ourselves, uh, I think the team that I would like to, to, we would like to win it other than ourselves would be Southside Blues. Yeah. See, Fact that we haven't played them, there's no blood blood between us. We've always watched, you know, watched them when they've played other teams, and they've always been a good bunch of lads. Um, and obviously, they have taken points away from Sarnestead as well. So, <laughs> yeah, in our right right now, they're allies until they're opponents. So, yeah, definitely Southside Blues would actually do well in that, other than ourselves. Brilliant. And can you see any uh, way out for the Huxley Guards boys at the bottom of the table this season? I can't. Uh, I really can't. It's obviously, we, we played them not to uh, a couple of weeks back. Uh, and to be honest with you, we've always played them at the start of the season. They was in our league last year as well. We've always played against them. And we've always, I thought we've always confidently dominated them boys. Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest with you, we played them a couple of weeks ago and they turned up like a whole new team. You know, they they played with nothing to lose. They're just a group of lads that genuinely just enjoy their football. And, yeah. you know, they turn up and play and, I, and we've always given them admiration for that. Um, so I don't, I don't think there's any way for them to kind of pick it up and get out of that relegation area, which is unfortunate for them. But uh, yeah, I think right now they should be playing, you know, Division Two kind of football. Cool. And you, if you don't go, if you if you get promoted to the Prem, obviously you can look at the likes of Chelsham who've gone up this season and held their own, uh, and you should be okay. Um, it seems a bit of a, a division, the Prem, that maybe needs to find its feet again and settle again. Spartans so far. Um, stronger than everyone else in there at the minute, followed by uh, PSG. Obviously, the news that Lambeth Lions have folded uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago was a shock to everyone. Everyone knowing, um, I mean, they were in your position this time last year with them and Selsden fighting it out for the Div One title, um, and they folded. So, um, how how do you sort of stave off? that worry of, of getting promoted, perhaps results not going your way in the Prem next season. Let's assume you go up anyway. Um, how, how do you think MMFC are well equipped to sort of take some bumps in the road uh, on this journey that you're on? Absolutely. I think if you look at all the best teams in the world, there's always had bumps in their journey. Um, and there's always, there always is going to be, if you're, ever on a, if you're on a journey, you've got to go through them stages just to get to where you want to get to. Um, we've been quite lucky in the sense that we've been fortunate of uh, obviously this season and last season, we've had two good seasons. Um, but at some point, you know what I mean? Every victory has to have an end. And, you know, there may be days in which we, are, we aren't winning, but we're a strong squad. We're all a good group of mates. We all get on very well and we all get behind each other and support each other and jam get us past that line and get us past that stage. But at the same time, it's not it's not really a fault that we've been having. Obviously, primarily right now in our league, we feel, we're feeling confident, we feel comfortable. And going into the, the league next year, we've we, we've watched a lot of the teams. We know a lot of teams in there. Obviously, like Addison Casual's currently in there as well. Mm-hmm. So we kind, of, we kind of know what we're going into and we don't think there's going to be any massive bumps in the way. We feel like we're going to be pre- prepared for that. Nice one. Confidence. We like that. Uh, groups, being a strong group, is you're going to need to draw on all of that next season hopefully with you with your success in division one so the teammates section this is your part this is your part of the interview to be able to get your own back (laughs) on anyone who's caused you stick given you stick over the last two years um of the of the club um you get to give them a shout 
Uh, full names, please, as well, because I think it's important that everyone uh, gets to know exactly who you're talking about. Who has the worst banter at MMFC? Oh, you're going to love this one as well. I'm giving it straight to my mate Amari Taylor. Getting it. <laughs> Basically, honestly, if it's, it's not even what he says, but it's just the effort he goes to for such little jokes like here or something. There'll be a picture. He'll try and make a TikTok out of it or anything. Like he, We had to put a fine in our group chat because he kept using this same Thierry Henry meme sticker for every single thing. So he put a £10 fine for every time he uses stickers now. So we're trying to cut his ball battler out. So yeah, Amari Taylor wins that one, hands down. Easy. Straight in. Straight in with Amari. I wonder how many of these he's going to get today. Uh, who's the worst dressed? See, this come, this come down to a couple for me. Uh, so I had to think about it. At first, I was uh, going to say our left-back, Danny Ryan. Um, funny enough, we all work for the same, a lot of us work for the same company. And for about the last three or four years, he's got the worst dress that works. So I thought, well, if it, so shoe fits, then um, <laughs> yeah, it comes between Danny Ryan and Amari Taylor. And then the reason I say Amari Taylor again is because when I was asked this question, I had a little look for his Instagram, found a massive pink puffer coat, blue and gold, <laughs> checkered shirts and stuff like that. So yeah, it's joined between them two, I reckon. Definitely. I reckon Amari deserves it again. Yeah. Let's give it to Amari. <laughs> Who's the biggest moaner on the pitch? Oh, hands down, it's Sam Spencer. Uh, so he's a new striker that we signed this year. Another another boy that works with us as well. And he's he's good intentions, but he's just his passion sometimes overdrives him and he just gets onto everyone's back and just wants to start grilling. But, he, you know, he does it out of passion and he tries to be productive with it. But if you don't get the ball to feet or the ball where he wants it, he'll have a good old moaning up. Is he the type of player, though, that moans other people, but when he makes a mistake, he doesn't want to hear anyone telling him what to do? I'll give him I'll give him his works where he's due. Like, if he does something wrong, he's always the first to hold his hands up. Uh, fair say, enough. Support, so so he can give and take it then. That's good. Really, yeah, yeah. Who's going nowhere near the speakers in the changing room? Who's got the worst taste in music? Oh, Max Cadell, hands down, honestly. What's he going for? I couldn't even... Don't get me wrong, he's got a great variety of music. Like, he could give you kind of... If you said, like, all right, this is kind of genre I want, he could give you something out of that. But what he's giving you out of that genre isn't what you want to hear. Like, the first thing he's going to start doing is putting, like, some random French rap music on or something like that. Like, something that no one's going to be able to, you know, get pumped to, get excited for the game, really think like that. So, yeah, I'd never give him this week. I'd definitely not. <laughs> Who's the longest in the shower? Oh, that would be uh, Kieran Humpherson, so aka Shelby. So he's a boy that came down from Birmingham a couple of years ago, hence the name Shelby. Um, and yeah, every, we play. Some of us play him on Saturdays, and honestly, he's the first in, the last one out. He just—it's almost like he gets turns up the football excited to get in the shower. <laughs> ah, well, at least he's clean, I suppose. We loads of people <laughs> in Sunday football don't shower, so um, yeah, that question of teams often tell me that they don't shower, so that's disgusting. Um, so, bit more positive now. Who's the player's player? And this doesn't necessarily have to be who's your best player, but who's the player that leads by example on and off the pitch at MMFC? Uh, in I mean, in, in the sense of leadership, is I, I would actually give that to myself. Um, you know, I'm I'm very I love the club more than anything, and I, I'm very passionate, and I got a lot of aspirations for the club, so I'm always trying to. Put, do my best to keep the boys motivated but when it comes to the football side of thing, I think right now our players player of the season is Leslie Ade um, second in the league for top goal scorers um, and he's just he's a new sign that we've done this year but we've known him for years and years and he's just he's brought a good element of skill to the team 
nice bit of pace. He's scoring the goals. He's a great attacking player. And he's I think he's been an asset to us this year, to be honest with you. Fantastic. Um, who's the unsung hero? And I liken this one to the old Clubman Award, but I know people take the piss out of people that get the Clubman Award sometimes. Um, but who's that guy that turns up, does the dirty work um, for the club, you know, perhaps runs the line or puts the nets up or fills the water bottles up or does the corner flags, all that stuff, and then is happy with their 15, 10, 15 minutes uh, of a game. Who's who's that guy for MFC? This for us is actually our gaffer, Aaron Basilva. Um, so he's been a player there for the last two seasons. Um, and this year he kind of got the options to take over the reins and he did. And he's still, he is still a player. He gives himself minutes where he can, um, always prioritising the other boys. But he just does, he goes above and beyond to make sure that everything's perfectly organised. Everything's always on time. The boys are always, everything's always paid for. Everything's always booked. He's yep. always above and beyond to make sure the team is maximising our possibilities. Um, and for that, and I don't, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does for us. Yeah, we like that. We like all that stuff. Uh, we need every team needs one of those types Absolutely. of people. They just wouldn't run without them, would it? Absolutely not, not at all. Uh, what do you think the Quota Municipal League do well to develop and support grassroots football? I mean, I think they're they're always looking to keep the games going. They're always trying to keep everything going. Obviously, I can't imagine the hard times they currently have with COVID and everything like that. Yeah. But they're always trying to do their best to allow the games to go ahead, you know, to keep, and they're always going to keep everyone updated and giving us all the best opportunities, you know, creating more cups all the time. I think just in what they're doing by creating opportunities for people to play grassroots football is, is, is you know, big enough as it is. And then, you know, going through the stress of making sure the refs are working around different times, and making sure that, you know, that everything, the pitches are sorted out, the games are sorted out. Like, these are just normal people that care about football. So they're yeah. going there extra mile to make sure that everyone else that is involved in it is getting the game time, getting the officials, getting the facilities. And I think that's that's something that they're always doing fantastically well for grassroots is just giving it. Absolutely agree with you there. Um, they, they do a good job there. And yeah, you're right. They shuffle around the pitches. They shuffle around the refs. Um, yeah, they do a great job in the Gwedham Municipal. And I've refereed three or four games on the league this season for the first time ever. Uh, and I've been impressed with with Gordon, and obviously I speak to to Roger most weeks about what's going on um, around the league. And yeah, it seemed an easy one for me to go and referee on the league. And yeah, I've enjoyed enjoyed every minute of it. So I'll the, I'll be I'll be uh, giving Gordon some more dates next season. Looking forward to. I'm down to ref. Got to come and ref us. We've been waiting for. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only ref at Coney Hall because I'm 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 based in Welling, so. Uh, I said I said to Gordon that I'm only really going to be able to do games at Coney Hall, and obviously we'll talk about it in a minute. But your game, uh, the sun on this Sunday coming is against um, Sandersted at Coney Hall, and I won't be there sadly. Uh, if that's not my week next week. Uh, this this coming Ooh. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but it would be it'll be a good game. Mm, um, where do we need to improve in grassroots football, Jimmy? Uh, I think, I mean, it's something that's been going on for a little while now, but I know there's a massive shortage on refs. Um, so I think that a, a big thing that will be able to help out within football is more people trying to become a ref. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think that's something that has obviously been a struggle this season as well with COVID and stuff like that. It's been a massive shortage of refs. And, yeah. and you know, it's you know, it's, some games have been postponed, some games have been cancelled for that reason, or there's been a mismatch with the refs. And I think it's, you know, it's hard. And I think if you look at the likes of the Bromley and Orkinson League and stuff like that, where... You've got the Premier Divisions and the likes of SC Dons, Hatcham, all these teams, and they've got like the, the opportunities to have linesmen as well and yeah. stuff. Like that. That's 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 a huge part of the game. Um, 
without even realising it. Sometimes having that linesman on the side that's actually officiating the game properly. Um, yeah, so I think getting more refs involved in the game again and facilities as well. I think right now facilities, there's a shortage of it for some reason. Like if you're a Sunday team looking for a good, decent facility to actually play some good football, it's it's near enough impossible to find facilities. I think maybe getting more facilities, you know, when you're playing at the likes of Hurley Way and you've got like rocks in your goals and you're on a hill and when that wing comes, you can barely kick the ball. Like yeah. it affects you know, the teams that have got the good footballing ability behind them. So, yeah, more refs and, you know, more facilities if it's ever an option. Yeah, I think we need to see value for money with the facilities as well. Some of the prices that, that teams are playing to pay yeah. at these these rubbish grounds um, not that you don't even get hot water. As you say, the pitches, they just bunk, they pack it down with um, stones and then put sand or, or turf over the top of it. It's, it's quite unsafe. Um, I think teams... Would be happy to pay some of the some of the fees that are being asked of them uh, if the facilities were up to scratch, but yeah. some but some places they are lacking. Definitely, definitely right. So the open forum section. This is just oh. your part to be able to say thank you um, to the people uh, who have helped you bring uh, MMFC to where it is today. Mm. Well, I mean, it's just thank you to grassroots football in general. I mean. How we all, you know, come about as myself, as I said previously, myself and my friends just have been in the game for a long time. Both was playing Saturday football. We said like, with the whole mental muscle thing and having people that are involved in sport, we've got so much talent here. We can, you know, we can make a team. And you know, it was sometimes people's confidence, people's fitness, and stuff like that. And that's motivated us to make this team. And from this team, you know, people have had opportunities in life. People have made lifelong friends. Like. So much, so many things come from such a simple thing as making a team in grassroots football, and I think mm. it's, I think it's so important that you know everyone that is involved in grassroots football to keep playing and just enjoy the game. I feel like you know you you see some things with fights nowadays with football and stuff like that. It's all got to be scrapped. Everyone's just got to enjoy the football. Um, with mental muscle, it's done. A, it's done a massive thing for us. It's you know kind of helped us put our name on the map, um, promote what we want to do. But you know, grassroots football is such a big thing for mental health in itself. You get people that aren't confident without, you know, enough to play football. And then when they start playing, their confidence builds up or, yep. you know, it gives you the opportunity to have an outlet as well. I mean, grassroots football's played a massive part in my life personally. I mean, I've played football since I was age of six years old and I've never stopped. And I don't think I ever could. You know, it's, it's, it's been a huge uh, benefit in my life and I feel like it can benefit a lot of people. So everyone just needs to keep enjoying the game. Keep doing what they're doing with grassroots football. It's all going well. Just keep getting better and better. Um, but yeah, it's giving, it's giving mental muscle winners opportunities. It's given us a fantastic group of lads and it can offer that to pretty much anyone else that wants to be involved with it. Um, and I think, yeah, football's helped us out. Obviously, a big shout out to Cameron Willoughby, who's our founder, the creator of Mental Muscle, who's actually given us the opportunity to allow this to happen. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Gordon for organising everything that he does on our, with our league. Um, thank you to all the teams in our league as well. Obviously, we've got our rivals there. And we've got people that we absolutely want to batter about five or six nil in the X up few coming weeks. Um, we are going <laughs> to collect our trophy at the end of the season. Um, but yeah, obviously, thank you to Aaron De Silva, who's our manager. Um, he's obviously, you know, stepped in this year under very short notice because he had no, we had no choice. He was looking for a manager, someone to step up and he'd done it, open arms. And, you know, he's, we've progressed as a club and we're really, in our football and we've got our targets we're going to hit our targets and then obviously we're going to go and try and win the Prem next year Fantastic so as if by magic we are joined by Amari uh, just for this last little section about 
some review of the reviews of at the time of recording your next game um, will be um, Sanderson JFC in the senior section cup, a man who represented Sanderson on the uh, Sunday league show uh, a while ago now, last season, I believe towards the end of the season yeah. or the beginning. Was it the beginning of last season when you was the, the thirds manager? Um, yeah, the beginning of last season. So I was running the third team at uh, beginning of last season. Um, and then I was actually signed to the Sanctuary that's now in the Prem at the beginning of this season. Yeah. Um, obviously, they was when they're supposed to be in Div 1 um, and then got pushed up into the Prem. And then, yeah, joined MMFC. Never, so, never looked back. <laughs> and you're happy there now. And uh, But we've obviously, uh, this weekend uh, brings you uh, together with JFC in the senior section cup, uh, away to um, Sinus at JFC. Um, what's your predictions, boys? Let's let's get some. I know Amari is part of our predictions, um, our predictions thing with, that we're doing for charity. Um, so he might be good at this. Uh, what do you think, uh, Amari? What's the score going to be? Um, I think we're going to be out for revenge this week. So I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a a three one. Four-one sort of game to us. Big, big win for uh, for uh, MMFC. Joe's. What do you think? You keeping a clean a clean sheet? Always clean sheet, mate. Yeah, definitely going for a clean sheet this week. I'm going for a, a minimum four-nil. Like like I've already said, we got some revenge for these guys, so we're coming with something special for them. Uh, we're going to be right up for it. We've been talking about them for us since they beat us. It's, they've been in our they've been on our eyesight for a long time. So yeah, we're definitely going to turn up this Sunday and let's do the job and keep a clean sheet. Do you see the win against them in the cup is obviously it is what it is. You go on to the next round, but um, you've got to play them in the league again, have you? Yeah. So if do you see that as your sort of milestone win? If you beat them in the league, you think that that will be it? That will be the, the title done? Yeah. I mean, on the basis of the few games you've got left, I mean, it's really in our hands unless we have a really, really bad end of the season. You know, the league is more or less within our, within our grasp. Um so, yeah, I feel like the last game we have with them in the season, whether it be, the, I believe, the last game or the second to last game, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a huge game. I mean, for the league, technically speaking, it's for us, it's a cup final because um, it's a matter of, you know, you win that, you get the trophy. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, they've got, they've got the cup game coming up and obviously that's a big game for us. Like I said previously, we want a good cup run. Um, so, they're obviously the first obstacle we have to get over in order to do that. So, we'd like to set the message, make it 1-1 on the scoreboard this year and then yeah. obviously... Game. Not only we're going to take the trophy, but we're going to get the background rights. So that would have better too. <laughs> uh, so, Mario, it was a very quick, a very quick, fleeting visit. But you're going four-one to uh, MMFC. James is going 4-0 for the easy goalkeeper. He does. He doesn't want to predict. He's letting one in. Uh, Jay, Jimmy, uh, thank you very much for your time tonight with the chat. It was a very good chat. I wish you all the very best as a team. Um, <laughs> More, more importantly, a little bit for me is the is the charity side of it, and um, I hope that goes from strength to strength in line with the growth of the team. Uh, you'll you'll uh, no doubt hold your own next season uh, when you get promoted um, to the Prem, uh, even if you don't win the title. Obviously, it looks like um, you'll be going up um, because the Prem's a bit low on numbers um, after recent withdrawals um, from the league. Um, so, good luck next season, boys. Hopefully. I'll get to ref you uh, before the end of the season if you're uh, if you're at Coney Hall. Fingers crossed. All right, mate. Thank you very much for your time, boys, and I wish you all the very best. You too, mate. Thank you for your time. 
So now for the Guadalajara Municipal League Challenge Cup um, quarterfinal draw. Rog, you're invigilating the uh, the draw tonight. I am the overseer. Can you read out the teams in the draw and their number <coughs> and their corresponding number? Right, eight teams as follows: number one, the Mighty Spartans; number two, Addiscombe Casuals; three are Kaizen; four are Sandersteads; five are Saha Eleven; Saha Twelve; <laughs> six. Boss Jam, seven South Sea Wanderers, the Sharks of the Croydon League, and number eight are Gold Coaching. Right, Jama, let's hope we pick you out, Spartans. Sorry, oh, <laughs> sorry, man. Please, no. Come on, let's pick him out, Spartan. <laughs> Rustle the balls up, let's go. Let me hands up. Hey, who's doing home? Who's doing away? Uh, Jamie's on the home. Right, here we go. Home teams. I'm mixing Roger up. Roger the... is uh, Gibbs is the away teams. I'm mixing the balls. Jamie's games, cupping them. These games are to be played over the weekends of the 20th and the 27th of February. Thank you to the league for giving us this draw. Always exciting. So go ahead, Jamie. Is this cup sponsored by? Um, Greenwich Mariners, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it's not sponsored by the They'll be no fucking winners. I'd like to spot. We'll sponsor right. it next season. Okay, wait, I'm Ooh. going in. I'm going in. Oh. I'm going in. I'm going in. Who you got? But Roy. Oh. Number two. Number, Number two. two. Addiscombe Casuals. Addiscombe yeah, are they any good? At home. Yeah, they're a good cup team this season. I'm putting my hand in the balls. Addiscombe Casuals <laughs> against... <laughs> Machine Windermere. <Yeah. laughs> we'll play... <laughs> oh, number one. Spartans. Ooh. You've swerved a, do- a bullet there, Dodger Roger. Oh, Premiership two, two, tie. Three. Premier Division tie. Next one at the hat, <clears throat> number eight. Number eight is Gold Coaching. Oh, tough away trip to Gold America here. At home, I'll mix the balls. Just so you can all ask the paper dropping, so we don't know who's who. <laughs> I'll mix the paper dropping. I wonder whose balls you was mixing them. <laughs> who's this? Play number five. Oh, that's me. Saha <laughs> eleven play. Is, is that a good draw for you? Or? Uh, the, what are you playing? They're in the division below me. Oh, oh fucking underdogs! There's no, there's no easy, there's no e- easy yeah. games at quarterfinal stage. Rod, you sound like me. Next up, the hat. That's not a hat. Number seven. Number seven. South Sea. South Sea Wanderers. They're a good side. The Sharks. They are. Could they not get a team out this week? Or was that? The no, that wasn't Rocco. We'll play number four. Sanders. Sanders. a good game. That will be a good game. Premiership, Prem Division, Sarnestead struggling this season against South Sea Wanderers. Who's at home, Jay? Who's at home? We'll soon find out. The last draw. Who's got home farm advantage? Uh, number six. <laughs> Cross Jam. Cross Jam at home. We'll play number three. Kaizen. Kaizen. Good game, or? Yeah, it will be. Rog, read out, read out those fixtures for us. Thank you very much. Uh, so, Addiscombe Casuals are at home to Spartans. Gold Coaching, the best team left in the competition, are at home to Sahara 11. I hope they fucking slap you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the <underdog> <laughs> <laughs> I hope they fucking slap you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fucking Ted Lasso is <laughs> Uh, South Sea Wanderers are at home to Sandersted oh, and Boss Jam at home to Kaiser. So who's got, who, what's the semi-finals going to be? Come on, Rog. If I had to, if I had to pick four now, I'd say Spartans, Saha, 
Oh, you fat? South Sea and Kaizen. Fancy yourself, do you? I've, oh, yeah, I'm never back against my boys. <laughs> just his keeper. Just his keeper, yeah. Just his keeper yeah. you don't like. Yeah. Just one of my keepers. <laughs> one of <laughs> Thank you to the league for us doing that draw. Um, join us in a second for the Quota Municipal Games of the Week. Back with the Quota Municipal. Quota Municipal heavy tonight on the show. In uh, in honour of Roger making it to Silk Towers. Yep. <laughs> took a lot. Made a long journey here. You have. It gets, gets a train here from Wimbledon, everybody. That's the that's the effort that um, Roger has put in tonight. <clears throat> Fair play to you. Uh, the four games of the week this week. Um, we'll do a bit of analysis and some uh, predictions. Our guest predictor is uh, Russell. <clears throat> Obviously, Russell is beating me and uh, Roger at the moment. I've started to reel him in now. Have you? Well, I think I've made an indent by two points, I think. So, the first game of the week this week, Sanders did um, against Woodside. Rog, this is in the Senior Cup, is it not? It is, yes. Uh, Explain what happens with these cups. There's two cups that get played uh, now. Senior and Intermediate. Senior is is, uh, the... Premier Division and Division One teams from those so those two divisions playing the Senior Cup, and yeah. then the Intermediate is is uh, obviously the bottom two divisions, Division Two and Three. Um, just you know, sort of evens up a little bit and gives, gives bulk up the games as well. Bulk up, yeah, bulk up the games give give you know give an extra cup and you know extra opportunity for teams to, to get some silverware. So okay, yeah. so the form guide for these two teams, Sarnestead, uh struggling this year. They are seventh in the Prem. They, they only are. have one point so far yeah. this season. No wins in their last three games, sadly. Uh, Wickenden is their top man with three goals. Uh, Woodside second in Div 1 with 17 points. Indifferent year for them. Poor start, but they've had some good results of late. They have. Um, They've um, they've won two of their last three uh, games. Um, Roden for them uh, is their main man. We see him scoring most weeks. Very good player. He's got 13 goals. Yeah. Uh, Rog, what do you think of this one? Is it is it a case of the form book um, going with it, and we we fancy Woodside? I, th- I think I'd make them slight favourites, but I do <clears> think <throat> that Sanderstead will will look forward to that. Will relish this game. It's it's a sort of welcome reprieve from 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 what's been a tough season for them. Yeah, um, they've had a couple of good results in the cup in cup competitions. Um, I think. Um, this is the division in hindsight. This is the division they should, division one, and you know, so Woodside would is where they should have been this season. Yeah. Um, so I think I think they'll give Woodside a good go. Um, what I, do you reckon? I, I, I don't know which side of the fence I'm sitting on yet. Um, Russell has gone for a two-one to the Sanderson boys. I, I'm inclined to. I was going to go so Sanderson as well, but because Russell's gone, I've got to go against him because I need, I need to make <laughs> some points up. What do you think? I'm going to go Woodside win. I'm going to say 90 minutes. Yep. 3-3. Uh, 3 or 90 minutes. So yeah. you fancy Woodside in Woodside, penalties. Extra time penalties, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to back Woodside in full in uh, full time. Uh, 2-1. They've had some good wins this season. Quinn and JFC, uh, namely in the Cup. They beat in the League Cup, didn't they? They did, yeah. 2-1. And uh, they dispatched the Sahar 11, obviously, a couple of weeks ago after getting tonked 8 2. They came back with a 6 0. But yeah, um, I fancy Woodside 2 1. I think form comes into it slightly here. It's a real leveller. Good luck to both teams, though. That's a good cup game. Uh, Sinus did heavy again uh, this week. Sinus did JFC playing MMFC tonight's guest. 
Yeah. Um, you heard the MFC predictions um, in their interview. They fancy a big win um, for them. Now, this is a bit of a grudge match. This is a good rivalry, this time. one. Yeah. Um, Russell backing his lads to win 1-0. Um, Sinus and JFC are third in the same table as MMFC. They're yep. in Division 1. They have 17 points from their game so far. Uh, MMFC, 27 points and sit at the top of the table. Uh, form guide is almost opposite. One win in three for Sinus and JFC. Mm-hmm. MMFC, flawless in their last three in the league. Um, that, uh, D Simpson for Sinus and JFC has four. Goals and Adai, El Adai for MMFC has eight. Mm-hmm. Um, can we see anything but an M- MMFC win on this one? Uh, haven't played football for No, it, that's what I was going to say. I, th- I think they might, might play into it. I think they've played t- two games since middle of November. Um, so there may be a bit of rust, you know, a bit, a bit of rust to, work with to, to play off first. Um, whereas Sana said they've been playing regularly throughout, albeit getting poor results. Um, I do think they'll be fired up for this. Um, MFC have not got many games left, so they'll 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 be desperate for win. But I do th- I think Russell's boys might just nick a winner. I'm going to go with Russell and say I'll say two one to Sanderson. Okay, you both uh, you both back in Sanderson win, so I'm going to back an MMFC win. I'm going to go three one to MMFC. If 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 Amari wasn't MMFC, I would have gone I'm at MMFC to win. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the third game of the week is PSG taking on London Warriors. PSG, um, Prem side, London Warriors are Division 1. Uh, PSG currently top of the Prem Division, 24 points for them so far. Uh, London Warriors are fifth. They have 16 <laughs> points, as I say, in Division 1. So a big gap between the two teams. Uh, one win, though, in their last three PSG. Not yep. looking good for them no. uh, at the moment. Um, but London Warriors... Worse, no wins in their last three. No, uh, obviously in a different division, but yep. form uh, out the window on this one. Obviously, cup, yeah, it's yeah. a magic of the cup. This one, uh, Morton for PSG is their top uh, sharpshooter. He has nine goals, uh, no goal scorers for London Warriors listed. No, someone's not been filling that mid too. <laughs> um, what are we thinking on this one? I, I can only see PSG on this. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I mean. PSG are out of league games, so I mean, if, if they want to keep playing this season, they're going to have to win. It's, it's as simple as that for them. So, yeah, I, th- I think because of that, I'm going to go with, with with a PSG win. What do you think? I think it'll be quite comfortable as well, if I'm honest. I can see it being sort of, I would say, 5 1 to PSG. 5 1 to PSG uh, for Roger. Uh, Russell with a 4 0 PSG win. I'm going to go 4 1 to PSG. Uh, I'll nestle. Uh, in the middle of used two, as you as I like to do uh, in my spare time. Uh, FC twenty five against Gold Coaching is the next game. Obviously, um, Rogers' opponents in the uh, League Challenge Cup. Um, Gold Coaching. Um, the form of these two FC twenty five are sixth in the division. Um, they have seventeen points in the third division. Sorry. Uh, they're sixth in Div three. Uh, goal coaching sixth in Div two with twelve points. Goal coaching three wins out of three. Their last three. Mm-hmm. FC twenty five with one in three. Bows for FC twenty five. Their top marksman, thirteen goals for him, having a great season. Uh, Blade and Hill for goal coaching sharing their top spot, eight goals each. Although Hill has scored a lot, uh, played a lot less games in getting to eight goals. Uh, Rog. 
Uh, what are we thinking? FC 25 on this one? Um, Is it the form again? I mean, FC 25, we know on the day, are a top side. Yeah, they, both, yeah. They're both sitting bottom, sort of third of their tables. Mm. Uh, goal coaching on the day have had good results over the years. Yeah, um, capable of... What do you think? Um, it's a yeah, tough one, this one. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with an upset here. I'm going to say NFC 25 win. I think goal coaching may sort of take their foot off the pedal a bit and, and underestimate their opponents. So I think 25 will capitalise on that. I'll say a 3-2 win to FC 25. 3-2 to Roger. Um, Russell going with a 2-1 gold coaching uh, win. Um, I'm going to back the FC 25 boys because Russell is going for gold <laughs> coaching and we need to catch up with him. Uh, I'm going to go for 2-1 two one, two one to FC 25. Um, a tight game in that one um, Roger is your game this weekend I have got Huxley Guards again oh you got Huxley yeah, Guards yeah, again yeah in the senior cup yeah so uh, hopefully it's the same result as Sunday you know better performance though better performance yeah Hope, fingers crossed you know I mean, at the moment I'm not too fussed about performance I'm just worried about getting some wins on the board um, performance can come with it come, come a bit later on down the road so yeah looking forward to it, it should be a good game good luck in that one mate and I'll see you next week thanks very much So back with Graham and the Southern Sunday games of the week. Uh, some stats and facts and all that good stuff um, is back. Hopefully you enjoyed the section last week. Um, so Graham, the first game of the week, guest predictors, uh, myself, I'm not a guest really, I suppose, but Ryan from West Norwood and uh, Hugo from Sporting Continental. Uh, very nice of you to put my first game in the Southern Sunday um, up as num game number one for the predictions. Um, I'll be called all sorts on Sunday if, if I get the result bang on. Uh, so I have to make a silly, I'm going to have to make a silly prediction, I think, on this one and throw the points. Um, swag against Southwest Rangers. Um, swag really leading the way for the Southern Sunday in um, the London Challenge, the London FA Sunday Challenge Cup um, with some big scalps along the way. Um, looking good. This um so far this season, perhaps a, a point, um, a, a draw this week that they wouldn't have wanted. Um, but looking good, Graham, they're in decent form, the Swag Boys. Uh, two wins out of their last three in the league. Um, they sit fifth in the table, but they've got lots of games left to play. Yeah. Um, 12 points from those from those games played so far. Um, Southwest Rangers sitting third with 14 points. So pretty close to each other in the league table, but Southwest Rangers played uh, more games they're in a similar sort of form in the league they have two wins from their three last three um the top scorers for both of them tom clements for swaggers four goals um this doesn't include um the southern sunday fa full-time stats doesn't include um london cup or county cup so this will be um southern sunday fixtures only tom has four goals for swag and will will southwood has 10 goals for southwest rangers um Tough one to call this one, Graham, because two teams here that won't want to lose. Yeah, so there's two other things that I'd throw into the mix on top of your homework, which I'm very impressed with, I have to say. Um, swag, uh, only team in the Premier unbeaten this season. Yep. And the two teams <clears throat> played on the opening day of the season, and it was an extremely close game of which Swag won 1-0. 
So that would suggest to me it's going to be tight, tight, tight. Ryan, Ryan going for a 3-1 swag win. Um, <clears throat> Hugo with a 2-0 swag win. So both of those boys back in the swag team to win by two. Um, I'm going to go for a Desmond because that's just, <laughs> that is me sitting on the fence. It's horrible to I think predict. that's fair. Uh, it could be a draw, couldn't it? There's no two ways about it. Um, no, no, a win either way or a draw here isn't a surprise. Two good sides. Um, yeah, I'm going for a Desmond because um, I'm bottling it. If you were the bookies, I think you'd put Swagger's favourites, obviously, for what they've done. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't go against the draw. You would say on the on the odds, you'd say Southwest Rangers were the outsiders, the outside bet. Uh, but you know, the bookies don't always get it right, do they? No, they don't. Uh, good luck to both teams. I look forward to meeting you uh, on Sunday. Um, introducing myself to the Southern Sunday League. Welcome to the league, Andrew. <laughs> uh, in League Three, the next game is Clapham Chiefs taking on Harbert Rovers. Clapham Chiefs on the back of a three-nil win. High-scoring fixture for them. They take on, uh, now, uh, Harbert Rovers won't have an invincible league season in League 3. Uh, they lost 3-2 this weekend. Uh, Clapham Chiefs, fifth in the league, 15 points. Harbert, second with 27 points. Um, almost perfect for them so far in the league. Um, one, it, uh, one win in the last three games for Clapham Chiefs, two in the last three for Harbert. Still very much... Um, having a great season, uh, it must be said. Uh, Harry for Clapham Chiefs has got four goals and Rob Newcomb-Hoban has 10 for Harbert Rovers. Free scoring, Harbert Rovers having a great year. Uh, Graham, Harbert Rovers have lost before and have come back um, with wins. Um, they're gonna, are they going to be able to lift themselves up for this? This is a big game against Clapham Chiefs. Yeah, so kind of part of the reason why I threw it in Two weeks ago, obviously, it was 2-1 to, to Harbert between the two teams. It was a close game. Yeah. And Harbert were flying at that point. So, um, you know, Clapham made it really quite difficult. From a Clapham perspective, they're sort of middle in the table. They're not going up. They're not going down. What are their last six games of the season going to look like? Are they going to go gung-ho? Uh, they might be after their 3-0 result yesterday. Yeah. Um, They've got nothing to lose. So do they go at it? Do they play conservative? You know, what's their plan for the six games, bearing in mind, essentially, they're almost dead fixtures. From a Harbert perspective, obviously, you know, they got the 2-1 win a couple of weeks ago. To lose that winning record, is that the kick up the backside that they needed to press that reset button in order to say, right, OK, we're at the halfway point. We've done extremely well up until now. We're not going to be invisible. That duck is kind of off, uh, the monkey's off our back. Yep. Um, let's let's get rid of that. No one's now going to be talking about win, 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 win. That's now gone. How do we then reset? What's the mentality that we're going to go in with this game? Um, so, yeah, Clapham obviously want to back up their result yesterday. Harbour will want to obviously recover. It was a close game a couple of weeks ago. What do Clapham going to do for the last six games of their season, bearing in mind they're not going up or down? And from a Harbert's perspective, they've now been put under pressure again. And the question's been asked by Hampton Terriers in relation to that title race. So there's lots of questions, I think, that need to be answered during that game, which is why I think it's quite a fascinating fixture. It really is. And that's reflected in the predictions from uh, the boys. Hugo going for a 3-2 Chiefs win. Fantastic. Wow, okay. Ballsy from uh, That Hugo. is. I like that. Uh, and Ryan going with a 3-0 Harbour um, win. 
I think it will be, I think I'm going to go 2-1 to Harbert, um, the, the traditional result for a Clapham Chiefs game. Uh, I'm going to back <laughs> Harbert to win. Um, but yeah, Hugo back in the Chiefs after yesterday's result, suitably impressed. Um, the Sporting Continental um, representative. Um, so well done uh, to the Chiefs again in a, in a, with a good result yesterday. Um, it's got us talking, isn't it? Those two results should, just from those two teams yesterday really set this up to be quite an important fixture. And if you're Hampton, you're looking at Harbour, aren't you? And you're looking at their remaining games and you're thinking, where possibly are they going to drop points? And they'll yeah. be looking at Clapton Chiefs as one of them teams that could take points off them. I bet you any money. Do you think Harbour can afford a loss in this one on Sunday and still hold a chance? Obviously, they've got that big win over Hampton Terriers. Can they afford to, to lose this one and then perhaps get those points back against Hampton Terriers? Yeah, or... I, I think they've got one more loss potentially in the bank and then I think it becomes really quite serious. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to look at that. And if they get the win, that's a big, big win. Um, if they don't, questions are going to really have to be answered in yeah. terms of, of how they're going to then approach their last sort of six or seven games. Absolutely. The next one is in League Four. Basement boys, Clapham Wanderers, the nicest got some of the nicest guys in the Southern Sunday. Sadly, um, not so good on the pitch. Uh, Clapham Wanderers play Q Antigua B. Um, a bit of uh, stats for you. Clapham Wanderers have six points so far this season. Uh, they sit uh, at the bottom of the league. Uh, Q Antigua B are seventh with nine points. So not really a lot um, between the two teams in terms of outputs. Uh, Clapham Wanderers, no wins in their last three games and QNT B have one win in their last three. Um, Clapham Wanderers do have a striker in form though. Dwayne Thomas, 13 goals, a good return uh, for a struggling team. Outstanding, in fact. Uh, and and Eamon Saki from QNT B with three goals. Not too many goals for the QNT lads. But Dwayne Thomas, 13 for a team struggling at the bottom of the division. Graham, that's outstanding. Yeah, we were talking about Clapton Wanderers last week, weren't we, in terms of um, where it's possibly going wrong. They've obviously got a player that's scoring goals. You've, you've just highlighted the guy there that's got 13. But the last two fixtures have both been 3-0 losses. Yeah. Um, and that's where they have got a problem. Only 12 goals scored in the league in eight games. So, you know, they've done very well in the cup. They've made great progressions in the, in the cup and they had a couple of upsets in the, in the Marcus Lipton. But in the league, they're just not, the, 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 the goal scoring form is just not transferring over into the league games. And that is definitely where their problem lies. Absolutely. Um, so the boys with the predictions, um, Ryan has backed QNT B to win 4-3. Um, Hugo's back to four all draw. Wow. Um, that seems... Matt? Well, That's it doesn't bold. seem mad. Well, it's bold. He's, I mean, he's been I, pretty I wonders, I can't see scoring four, but I can see them conceding four. That's the, yeah. I'm going to go 4-2 to the QNT B boys. Yeah, uh, I, I think Clapham are at, at almost last chance saloon now. They need to start getting the wins. If Q get that win, I can't see Clapham catching them, really, to be honest. It just creates, I think, it's a probably nine-point gap. So yeah. that, that's, I think, the, the kind of context of the fixture is that Q have got an opportunity to just pull away from that sort of bottom three and it, they might just have to leave them to fight it out. Again, Q have played more games. Clapham have got games in hand, but I'd rather the points on the board, to be honest. This is a relegation six-pointer. Without doubt, we love these games. Uh, do not look 
only at the top of the tables. Look down the look down and, and see the games that are on as well. And uh, they'll fight. These teams will fight. They don't yeah. want to go down. No one wants the R next to their name. They're, these are as important these games as other as it is to teams winning leagues and winning cup finals. For them to stay up, you know, they would celebrate that like a cup win or a league win. It means that much to them. And you know what? I'm glad that it does. Exactly. League five, painters community taking on sport in London. Um, these two played. This week, didn't they? They did. So this is the so, reverse fixture. I love it how fixtures go like that. It's weird. A straight reverse. So Sporting London coming off uh, winners in this one. As, as not a surprise win, really, when you look at form. But Painters, perhaps, as you said earlier in the other games, that they would have been the bookies' favourites yesterday, the Painters community lads. Um, some of the form. Uh, painters are second with 24 points so far this season. Sporting London third with 19 showing you this is must win for the London boys to close that gap uh, in second place with second place uh, painters uh, to be able to turn around six points in this title chase or promotion chase, Graham, in two weeks will be massive for the sporting boys. Um, one win in three for painters probably showing they're not having yeah. the best of time of it at the moment. Yeah, no, they're not. And, you know, it was 5-4 this weekend, lots and lots of goals. Um, and, and this is what I like about these games when you get a straight reverse. And I like the way you call it a straight reverse. It, it, it's reverse fixture. It's good. Um, do they do they do they chuck out and just forget what happened last week and start it as a complete blank canvas, or do both teams kind of stick with their sort of similar lineups and similar formations? It's going to be. I think that it's really difficult from a coaching or from a managerial perspective. How do you set your team up? Because you just don't know, do you? It's you not can much only of a judge team on talk. The, no. There's no team talk needed. Um, they beat us last week, boys. Go out and get that win back. We need those three points back. And that's a simple job for the gaffer. Uh, we've seen uh, an 8-2 win in the Croydon Municipal overturn to 6-0 the other way in two weeks. Two teams playing each other. Sahar 11 beat Woodside 8-2 and then Woodside beat them 6-0 the week after. You'd think there's no motivation for the players. So you've, you've been battered um, by a team. Go out there and get a win. That's easy. That's easy for the, for the, for the gaffer uh, of painters on we Sunday. had a similar one didn't we not with two teams playing each other but st matthew's project b lost eight two last week and then with nine men got a seven all draw so what that's great <laughs> resolve fantastic resolve they've turned that round sport in london three wins from their last three games they are in red hot form they'll want to make that four in four uh, against um their promotion rivals uh william mowbray for painters, 18 goals this season. Fantastic Good turnaround. Andrew Gardner for Sporting London. Just the eight. Um, not just the eight. That's disrespectful. But eight goals for Andrew. But they did seem to start their season late. Um, There's a big golf in the goal scored, actually. If you look, painters have scored 53. Sporting London, only 33. There's 20 goals difference, which is quite significant. Yeah. Well, Sporting well, London, if you check their goal difference, they're on minus three. And if they win that game, they could go second on a minus goal difference. Yeah, how weird is that? That shows how, how, how indifferent they were at the beginning of the season. So they've, they're they they're, they're catching up, you know, the way they're going, they will finish with a, with a plus goal difference and uh, potentially a promotion, which is um, mad to say they were struggling at the bottom of the division earlier on in the season. So the predictions, um, Ryan has gone for a three, one painters community win. Bounce back. Um, Bounce, bounce back, back ability. Bounce back ability, yeah. And Hugo has gone for a 3-1 um, painters as well, which means okay. I have I have to back sport in London here. <laughs> uh, just just playing the tactics uh, on the points 
I'm going to go Sporting London to win 3-2. Close. Again, close, high-scoring game uh, between two teams um, who will know all about each other. It'll be a fantastic game. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, that's a tactical that's a tactical prediction there for me. Graham, where is your game this weekend? Where am I? I'm doing the Clapham Chiefs Harbour Rovers game this weekend. Oh, lovely. So yeah, I haven't done uh, I haven't done either side for well, a couple of years. It must be now. So uh, I think I did Harbour in pre-season. They look like a decent outfit, but as you can you can't read a lot too much into pre-season. So no. yeah, really looking forward to my trip to Costa del Clapham Common, Andrew. Can't wait. How was your hamstring yesterday? So, you know, it went on the left side the previous week. It went on the right side yesterday. Oh, lovely. So you got so a matching I, set now. So I sort of limped. I I only had originally one game, but we were short of refs yes, uh, yesterday. So we had to sort of move it around. So I went over to, to Barn Elms and I did the back-to-back, um, uh, back-to-back games. And about halfway uh through the east putney game that i did against junction elite force yesterday i just felt the right one come on and I, it, it just makes me think you know referees because there's such a shortage i think we're all doing too many games at the moment and yeah. physically you know you can be as fit as you like it, it's just difficult isn't it also you're doing these games on on really bad uneven surfaces most yeah. of the time so you can't catch your feet you're not balanced so any sort of slightly off you're twinging your back or your hamstrings or your ankles or whatever it doesn't help, but we wouldn't do it if we didn't love it. No, and as I say, we're back next week. And I've only got the one game, so um, yeah, hopefully I'll be all right for, for 90 minutes and one of the limp through. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. All the best, mate. And I'll be reporting back to you next week about my first game on the Southern Sunday. I can't wait. Fingers crossed it's a fantastic <laughs> game. I'm sure it will be. Thank you very much. See you later. Cheers, buddy. So now for... The Westfa games of the week, as chosen by Gibbs, I'm throwing you under the bus. Mate, you always chuck me under the bus. It's nothing new around here. There are some good games this week, it has to be said. I think you've cho- chosen uh, some good ones. We've we've targeted games in the lower section of the... We like to give uh, everyone a mention on the podcast. Yeah. We don't just go for the big games. Like over the last few weeks, we've been a bit um, prem, prem heavy with yeah. the UTR, the Borden and yeah. the Bayswater games. So um, it's nice to give everyone a mention. Agreed. So the first one up, Alpington Eagles against Crockenhill. Uh, Alpington Eagles go into this one on the back of a 5-1 win. Only one win in their last three games. Uh, Crockenhill uh, won two of their last three. Um, that um, Mammoth Kent County Cup defeat, um, their defeat, that the defeat in that three games. Uh, Alpington Eagles sit second in their division um, with 17 points. Crockenhill fourth uh, with 10 points. Um, David Bentley, um, not I don't know if it's that one. Uh, 16 goals for Alpington Eagles. Uh, Jordan Clark, 18 goals for Crockenhill. He's a good player, like Jordan. They're top men. Yeah, that's going to be. Um, it's going to be goals in this one. I reckon. What do you reckon, Gibbs? Yeah, I think there'll be goals in it. To be honest, I mean, just with Alpington Eagles conceding a fair few more than Crockenhill of late, I'll my, I would sway towards Crockenhill. I don't normally back against the Eagles, but. I will on this occasion, and I'll I'll go for um, a four-three to to Crockenhill because I think they've just got more goals and they might be a bit more disciplined at the back. To be fair, uh, Mark Dolby, guest predictor, back in a three-all draw in this one. Uh, there will be goals in this. I'm going to go for Crockenhill uh, to win. Uh, what did you say? Four-three Crockenhill. I'll go three-two Crockenhill. <laughs> this will be a really really good game. Um, good luck to both teams. Um, 
I'm going to switch the little, the order of these round a little bit, Gibbs. So um, not, I'm leaving your game till last. Ooh. Highfield take on Villacool in Div Six. Um, Highfield three out of three wins in their in their last game. Their last game sixth in the division with ten points. Dean Kalinka, uh, their their top man with eight goals. It's a good lad, Dean. Good he lad. is a good lad. Um, Villacool uh, are first. They're top of the division with twenty one points. Uh, three wins out of three. Uh, Nathan Lawrence for them, 22 goals, having a good old time of it this season. Um, Gibbs, what do you reckon? Um, I like Ron, um, three for three, um, and it's good to see them doing well. Two form sides coming together. Is, is, yeah. Um, are they going to count each other out, or do we fancy I don't think so. I think Villa Court uh, unbeaten in the league this year, I think, aren't they? Um, they're top of the league. They're going along nice. They've carried momentum over from last season. Uh I don't like to back against Ron, obviously, in Ifield, but I can only probably see this game one way. I think it, I don't think that Villacourt will run away with it, but I can maybe see a 3-1 Villacourt. 3-1 to Villacourt from Gibbs. Um, I'm I'm going to back Villacourt as well. I'm going to back them 2-0. Uh, Mark Dolby back in Villacourt to win 3-2. Sorry, Ronnie. Yeah, sorry, Ron. I mean, all the best, Ron, and I, I don't you prove us wrong. but yeah, um, I'd be happy to, happy to take an L on this one, but um, yeah. Villacourt... Uh, looking good this season. Lesser FXI against Spring Hill Blues, bringing two te- the top two teams in Division Eight together. Uh, Lesser FXI are top, are second, sorry, with twenty three points. Um, Spring Hill Blues top with twenty four points. Um, this is a massive six pointer. Yeah, this is a, a massive game to be fair, and probably at, maybe at the start of the season you wouldn't have said that Lesser FXI or Spring Hill Blues no. would be in the top two. Definitely not. And uh, this would be like a a game where there's so much riding on it to yeah. be fair because there's only a point in it um, obviously you want to try and break away create a distance um, it's, a, it's a it's a big pressure on this game um, I'm always going to back the Blues to be fair I mean I've seen what Leicester can do first hand but I think I think the Blues are going to take this one you know I in think. good form they've won the last three they are Thomas Marshall the top man on 21 goals See, 21 goals um, is it Danny Allen to um, yeah. 16 for Leicester um, I mean they're pretty solid at the back lesser um, so I, I don't envision there being a lot of goals in the game I think it'd be a very close game um, is I, that, that with that defeat they've got in their last three was that against you boys yeah underdog story continues underdog story continues it shows you what a great side lesser are what do you think um, <laughs> <laughs> you're putting me out my stride here um, do you know what I'm going to say what are we going to say Maybe there might be, yeah. I'm probably going to go and get to everything I just said here, but I reckon it'll, it'll be, I'm going to say 2-1 to the Blues. 2-1 to the Blues. Um, Mark Dolby back in. A hell of a big win for Lesser FXI. 5-3 he's gone. He knows something we don't know. He, he guessed 6-2 this week for Hartford. I know. It's um, like he's got the teams playing there. If they get that result, they don't have to pay for the pitch permit or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to back the Blues as well, I think. I think it's going to be tight this one. What did you say? Uh, I'm going to change my prediction. Actually, I said I said what did Mark go for five three? Yeah. All right, I'm going to say three two to Spring Hill Blues. Three two Spring Hill. I'm going to go two one to Spring Hill. And that was my first one. If that comes in, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> You've changed it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark going against the grain. Maybe that's why he's he's winning the uh, he's winning the shout at the moment. Uh, the last game of our games of the week: South London Athletic, much improved this season, taking on the underdogs of Peckham Rye. Uh, from the ashes in the summer 
to uh, this sort of un, this romantic, untold um, underdog tale of a plucky club uh, rising. I'm glad you've understood this, honestly. We're like a, <laughs> a phoenix rising from the ashes, honestly. Uh, Mark going with a 3-1 Peckham Rye win. Uh, the form guide is telling us it's all Peckham Rye. Second in the division, uh, 18 points, South London Athletic. Third, um, but 15 points, but plenty of games uh, more played. I thought he had 21 points last week. Yeah, we did. Um, when Wattenham Forest folded, we lost uh, the points for it because they didn't play 50% of their games. Sorry for your loss. No, thank you, honestly. Mate. We needed them points to save off relegation. Last week, we thought we were safe from relegation and they took three points of us and now we're battling <coughs> again. So we need, we need, we do need this win to literally guarantee that we won't get relegated this season. Um, we beat them five-one, I think, second or third game in the season. I do think they was missing players though, and their results have been a little bit hit and miss as they've been going along. But um, I think it'll be close. I think we'll beat them. No disrespect to Ben and the lads, because they're a good side. Did Mark go three-one? Uh, hang on a minute. Let's have a look. Mark has backed you to win 3-1. Yeah, 3-1. All right. I've got to back myself. I know what the squad's like already. Um, South London, one game, one win in their last three. Not on a good run. You're three for three. Uh, Dennis Ashton is Ashon, sorry, is their top bloke. 13 for him so far this season. Tony Rawlings. Excuse me, who? Tony Rawlings. Who? Tony Golings. There you go. Tony Golings. We got there in the end. 17 goals, but he is in a bit of a quiet spell for him. To be fair, he's been out for a month. He's only had two games back, a game so and a half. He's playing about five divisions lower than he should be. <laughs> a squeeze me? Uh, yeah. Wasn't getting game time last year, but I had to put an arm around the shoulder and rebuild the confidence here, mate. Do you know what I mean? 17 goals for Tony. Um, what do you reckon? No disrespect to anyone. This is a hard pit. You shouldn't really put your tear at yourself in game of the week. It's just... Second versus third. I'm backing Peckham right to win 4-1 on this That one. was my prediction. Well, you were fucking <laughs> to give about... Uh, yeah. Alright. Trying to keep the podcast under three and a half hours now. Alright, sorry mate. I'm going to say 4-0. 4-0 to nah, Peckham I'm joking. Right. I'm going to say 1-0 to Peckham right. Four, yeah, yeah, first game. Oh, I'm walking in for now. Oh, that's <laughs> Alright, I'm walking in. Okay. That is bollocks. Right. Um, I'll speak to you next week, Gibbs. Thank Old you very So, last but not least. Um, How come I'm the first one here every week and I'm always fucking last? So here freezing my bollocks off. I might have ruined the continuity because I'm not sure if you are last on the recording this week. I apologise. Alright, it's a Doesn't help my fingers and toes, then, does it? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, first up this week in the games of the week, uh, Hatcham take on Lambeth All-Stars. Um, a really great game. Uh, as a spectacle, this will be football, pure football, and, and that alone. Uh, a brilliant game. Um, Hatcham, top of the senior division, seem to have been there the whole season. Yes, no, they only they overtook Dons uh, when they, they played the extra game. Oh, but yeah, they've been neck and neck the whole season. Uh, Lambert for third, Hatcham with 24 points, flawless for them so far this season in the league. Uh, Lambert 15 points from their <coughs> games. Hatcham three wins from their last three games. Jamie, Lambert only the one win. That was this mm. weekend against Farnborough uh, Old Boys. Um, Ryan James is Hatcham's top man, according to um, FA Full Time. Uh, seven goals for him. Uh, Aaron Watson for Lambeth All Stars with eight. 
Um, we know Lambeth on their day, Jamie, can cause an upset. Uh, but my question to you is, will they? Um, I mean, on the, they're not having many days, though. That's a problem. No. Uh, all right, they beat Farnborough away uh, yesterday, which is a good result. Three points at the end of the day, but Farnborough bought me the table and been struggling. Yeah, um, and they've just squeezed by them. It's intriguing because Dons are playing blending, and I expect Dons to win that and win that well. So, yeah. um, if Hatcham can get a win here, that's that's huge. I feel um, Hatcham have only conceded five goals in eight league games, so it's quite clear that they're built on a solid defence. Yeah. And if we can keep Aaron Watson quiet, like you said, but he's got eight goals for, for Lambeth. There's not many more goals being shared around in the Lambeth team that I noticed. Okay. So I think if they can keep him quiet, um, Hatcham could, well, they could go on and win it by a couple. John White, guest predictor this week, backing um, the stable mates of Hatcham. He's going 3-1 to Hatcham. It's not a bad shout. It's um, not a bad shout. I'm, I'm going to go big. I'm going to go 4-0 Hatcham. 4-0 Hatcham. Mm. That is a, a lively prediction by Jamie um, I'm going to go for 2-1 to Hatcham I think it's going to be a really good game this one and if I wasn't on a game I would probably go and watch this it would be fan- it will be fantastic um, in the Prem division um, mid-table struggling it has to be said Sporting Club Thamesby take on top boys um, ground uppers Sporting Club Thamesby 9th in the division 10th 10 points for them unfamiliar surroundings for them being so low down in the table uh, ground up is currently top uh, on 18 points capitalising on Hacienda and Sports Kings draw this week uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead no wins in their last four I extended um, the well, just to rub it in just to rub it in just <laughs> to go how far back it goes four games without a win for the boys uh, which is a shame uh, and ground up is the opposite three wins in their last three games they are banging form uh, Sport Club tells me top boys top boy is Karam Ben Mahani with four goals um, not a good not a good amount of goals for their for their top man uh, Ben uh, McConville McConville sorry if, if I was, if I've uh, pronounced that wrong he has eight for ground uppers Jamie can't after seeing Sporting Club Thamesmead on Sunday um, low on numbers uh, low on confidence as well amongst the Amongst the ranks, it has to be said during the game, there was a bit of moaning amongst themselves. Um, is it hard to to back them this week? It is. I mean, let's not forget. Even like you say, they still managed to put four goals past a good team. Yeah, so yeah. there is always that element. But they've conceded fifteen in the last three, and that's for them is unheard of. And yeah. on the other side, the coin ground toppers have scored twelve and three. So that really points to only being one way. Um, ground hoppers got that boost from going top of the table uh, and they know that the other teams will be coming straight after them so um, they want to keep their head above the water there uh, probably a good time for them to play Thamesmead if I'm honest I would never be surprised uh, if Thamesmead pull out a result no. at home um, very comfortable uh, up there so they are but I think it's only going to be ground hoppers for me in this one exactly. um, oh, I think it could be 4-1 ground hoppers 4-1 ground hoppers uh, Jamie's prediction John White going for 4-2 um, ground hoppers I'm going to back against the sporting club tells me boys and I I feel terrible doing it but it wasn't the same team that I've been used to seeing they were missing a few yesterday it's harder to get some of the some of the um, older players amongst them or the, the player reliability hasn't been the same this year I'm going to back ground hoppers I'm going to go 
2-1 to Groundhoppers. Sporting Club Thamesmead on their own pitch. Um, it's a nice, lovely, big surface there. They all know how to play it. Um, but I think Groundhoppers just more confident and in form will do the business. And that will be a fantastic game, another good game. Uh, the next one is Woosh against Tudor Sports Rangers. Um, third against eighth in the table, Jamie. Woosh with 13 points from their few amount of games played. <coughs> Tudor Sports, five points from their games. Woosh, uh, two wins in their last three. Tudor Sports Rangers are winless. Uh, Oliver Nicholas for Woosh has six goals to his name. Top goal scorer for them. And Lewis Coates for Tudor Sports Rangers with eight in the onion bag so far this season for Tudor Sports Rangers. Jamie, um, are we looking at are we looking um, at the table here, or are we thinking uh, Tudor Sports Rangers could cause an upset? Uh, it's more uh, where are Woosh kind of measuring stick. I think Tudor jumped a couple of divisions, not really set the world alight. They've only got one win, and that was against Basement Boys Deptford, yep. who have been the, the whipping boys in that division. So. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to be disrespectful and say a case of how many for Woosh but um, I think it's a case of how many for yeah, Woosh yeah, yeah. Um, unbeaten um, don't concede many goals Tudor shipped four at the weekend I, th- I think Woosh could be pretty comfortable here as they, they march up the table um, probably go for 5-0 Woosh 5-0 Woosh Jamie's being absolutely ruthless <laughs> ruthless with the putting score these tactical it? selections in these games um John has backed Woosh to win 3-0. Um, what did you say? 5-0. Five five. I'll go 4-0 to Woosh. Uh, right between the two of you. Um, Bexley Athletic against Petswood Road Runners sees us till the end to the end of our uh, <coughs> games of the week for the OBD SFL. Uh, Bexley Athletic with a good win this weekend. Uh, 5-1 win for them. Uh, Petswood Road Runners um, sit 10th in their table with 10 points. Um, Bexley Athletic, ninth with 10 points, so they're uh, neck and neck in the table. Two wins from the last three games for Bexley Athletic, uh, one in the last three for Petswood Roadrunners. Uh, Danny Gray and Connor Tarling Binks for uh, Bexley Athletic, both with four goals to their name. And Charlie Elliott for Petswood Roadrunners with seven uh, goals to his name. Uh, Jamie, um, this is a battle of the basement boys in, in Division 5 um, are we expecting this to be a classic? <laughs> no um, <laughs> it's more a nod to Bexley's good form recently it was a great win um, this weekend yeah so the two wins and a draw in the last three um, after being a team that's notoriously poor in the league um, don't know what the catalyst for that's been maybe some new players who knows um, and Petswood, I've kind of just we've not really spoke about them much, so just to give them a bit of a, a bit of a impetus to maybe go and try and put on and get a result and get a shout out next week. Yes, they don't score many goals though. I think that fella that scored seven is probably all the goals that they've scored. I'm not far <laughs> off it. Um, so they level on points. Um, Bexley have got a couple of games in hand, I think. So they'll look to maybe push away from Petswood, uh, especially this weekend. Um, but I'm thinking. I'm, I think either 3-2 or 2-1 Bexley I'm going to go 2-1 Bexley 2-1 Bexley locked in for Jamie Uh, John White backing a 3-all draw on this one I'm going to back the Bexley boys Uh, 1-0 to the Bexley Uh, on that one Jamie where's your game this weekend? Uh, We're away to Orpington a tough game they're they're one of those teams I think I'd put them in the same bracket as Phoenix that we played yesterday some good players probably all like 
mates team kind of know each other well, played with each other for years, with some good players in areas that can hurt you. Um, All the best. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Laters. So that is it. The end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Roger, Gibbs and Graham for their punditry um, tonight on the show. Um, much prefer that new section. So that's here to stay. Um, hopefully you guys uh, think the same. Let us know if you don't like it and you want us to go back to reading out all the fixtures. Um, give us a shout at Podcast Silk on Twitter. Uh, thank you to our guest tonight, uh, MMFC uh, from the Quirtle Municipal. Uh, bound to be um, a trophy at the end of the season for them boys in Division 1 and a promotion to the Prem Division. Um, they're really enjoying their football. Um, and I'm glad to hear some positive messages about grassroots football and the positive effect it can have on people. Um, so well done uh, to them guys and thank you again for coming on. Hopefully the cup draw um, was exciting for you. Um, Roger in, uh, sort of acted as invigilator for that um, and was happy with the draw. Um, those games to be played on the 20th and the 27th of February. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Magpie Recruitment, Borden Sports, Sports King TV, um, Skipper Sportswear, Football Grassroots, uh, G- Grassroots Football, sorry, GRF. Uh, have a look at them on Twitter and social media. Uh, thank you to Nick Pitt, our graphic designer, uh, at NJPGD, um, our, uh, and Awards FC, our end of season awards sponsor. Thank you to our charity sponsors, at NJPGD, Nick Pitt. Thank you, mate. Um, Black Eagle Athlete, um, Arithmetic Accountants, um, the brilliant player packs, uh, match day supply company. Uh, get on to them, get on to Elliot and the lads um, for your best deal um, for match day supplies. And our the jingle and, and all that stuff that you hear uh, at the beginning is the Down to Play app, the player availability app. Um, get on it and have a look and see if you can avoid using um, your WhatsApp um, groups to get player availability. It's a superb app. Um, give it a crack. Um, next week, our guests are uh, South London Panthers from the OBD SFL. We have all the usual chat about the Southern Sunday, Westfa, OBD, SFL and the Quarter Municipal. And I'll see you next week. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.